Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Posh Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slawinski. Thank and you. And I'm Bartek. Woohoo! I got a fan now. And that fan is you. Yeah. <laughs> we are Spin Polish, likingly, because we're always spitting, and yes, we both happen to be Polish and proud. Do you, really recent... want... well, do you really want to tell them that? Yes. I'm... Yes, that's well, true, in guys. recent... I mean... <laughs> Poland at the moment is not the greatest place when it comes to certain... But Donald cute... Trump's there at the moment. <laughs> yeah. As we record this podcast, the president's wife, the first lady of Poland, did not shake his hand on purpose. Did you purpose. see the, the gif of it? Yeah. It's like she goes and he's like right as arm, but then she goes to shake... Was it Melania or something? Yeah, she, she goes to shake the wife's hand instead. But yeah. it's like, isn't the first wife's of Poland's name... First name, your mum's name? Yes. Ah, it, confirmed, guys. I, I, um, Breaking news on Spin Polish. Bartek is the first son of Poland. I, I knew it all along. I specifically listened to part of his speech just to hear how he'd pronounce it. Oh, good. You don't know how to pronounce your mum's name? Yeah, incorrectly now. <laughs> so, <laughs> as we go on to what... I can't wait to the bit where you say something in Polish and I have to take it for, for word value. Um... We do movies. We do moving movie commentaries on this show, Unappreciated Masterpieces. We do commentaries for movies that we believe don't get the the you know the right that the audience should give it. We believe that these movies deserve more love, more appreciation, more acknowledgement of what they have done. Because at the end of the day, someone wrote this, someone directed this, someone produced this, someone acted in this, someone. Did, you know, script readings, line readings, all this. Money was involved, of course, but money isn't what matters in art. It's about the art itself. Mm. And, and that's what we're here. And that's... Or the film camera, or, you know, the, the chisel for the sculpture. You know, it's, it's all of these magical things when it comes to art. And we feel that these pieces of art, that is, cinematic art, deserve to be discussed. They're films that aren't... Hated, but aren't loved either, necessarily. Not saying that there are people who lo- don't love these films, or people that don't hate these, but they're the kind of films that leave most people just meh. And I say meh to meh, because I... Oh! I know, I told meh just now. Yeah. And I, so, I personally feel that we need to give these films some love. Would you call them masterpieces, then? Because yes. if then Okay, would there be some kind of like adjective we put before that to, like... Unappreciated, I think. Unappreciated master. Wasn't that the name of our show? It's like this is the origin story. Seventy, <laughs> like seventy something episodes in, this is the origin story of how we came up with the name. Yeah, I'm speaking for the audience right now. I am. They're realizing why it's. Oh my god! They called spin polish because they're both polish. Oh my god! What about the spit? Well, Wait, if you listen to us carefully, you could hear saliva moving along our lips <laughs> because that's how we make noises. Yeah. Jesus. You know, geez. You can also use it to make deep voices like these. I, thought, I really thought you were going to say, I thought you could use it to use deep throat. And I'm like, Jesus, Bartek. <laughs> I know we're getting off to a rocky start, but gobby straight off the bat. We leave that for at least 20 minutes in, not 20 seconds. <laughs> but that's not what happened. But Bartek. Yes? Talking about gobbies. This episode we're doing a film that everyone in australia where we say gobbies yeah we say gobbies for blowjobs it's such a classy term (laughs) maccas for gobbies uh translate that one in google so mcdonald's um, being used to bet pay so gobbies gobbies give a sense of pleasure i can say unappreciated gobbies (laughs) and when we want what movie's gonna give us the same sensation as a gobby i think ryan 
that Ryan? Did I say Ryan? Yeah. I think right in that you, the film that You don't even know how to pronounce your mother's name or my name. I'm very upset. Ryan? That's actually a girl I know from my hometown. Spelled R H Y A. Okay, Slewinsky Thank you, that's how you pronounce it. There's always a Q in there. Yes, and an X, I'm sure. So what are we watching, mister? The, the film that we are watching today, which, as you said, is going to give us a gobby, or the same pleasure as a gobby. I think it might have been a metaphor. My it was a metaphor. My mistake for A simile, literal. perhaps. I don't know. I'm not an English major. A simile is where you say something is like something. Well, isn't this, this film, film is, like a gobby? That's a simile. There you go. <laughs> Saying this film is a gobby is a metaphor. Ah. English lesson, but not Polish, because the title of this film is Wiznania Zakupoholiczka. Ah, I'm sorry, I got the last vowel wrong. Are you fucking sure? I nearly had it there. If you pronounced it the right way, I would have nailed that. I don't know what you said. Viznania Zakupoholichki. Oh my god, is it? It's a long word, too. It's a long word. I don't know, Bartek. I don't speak Polish, although I am Polish and proud. Um, PP, that's... Polish pride. Um, mm-hmm. I <laughs> I have a big pee-pee, so and I do you, not know. And you like gobbies, so... <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, the similes and metaphors are getting there now. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't speak Polish. You just spoke gibberish to me. You could be speaking Dutch for all I know. Ryan, I swear to God, you're really <laughs> buying my patience, and I want you to confess. Oh, God, please smack the table some more. To, to be fair, I actually hit it with my five fingers and it hurts a bit more than a smack. Oh, um, God, I love a smack. I really should have done just a smack. Um, <laughs> I would have loved a good smack. <laughs> wait a second. I called... I said you bought something and I said confess. Confess by... Conf- confession of a bioholic! Bioholic? Is that... What is that? I don't know what a bioholic is. Sorry, in in, Pol- in a certain region of Poland... It, it, I'll explain that. It's Confessions of a Shopaholic. Confessions of a Shopaholic with everyone's favourite Australian actor, Amy Adams. I mean, Isla Fisher. I love Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher? That's a great movie. I love Confessions. Confessions Confessions of a Shopaholic from 2009. But we need a confession of a previous guester on this show. Oh, so like one we had last week or the other week? No, no. One from... The good old days oh, of Spinballs. You know the oh. days when guests used oh, to come gee. into the show and not watch the movie and pretend that they watched the movie? Oh, Those days. You know, no, no, I'm talking about another Even guest. Older? Even older? Even they're, older? They're almost as old as Methuselah. You know, pretty old. I don't know what that is. You don't know Methuselah? I know Polish. <laughs> Good. What's Methuselah? Oh, you have to get on your biblical side, buddy. So is that like onanism? Sure. That's why not? That's the biblical term for masturbation. <laughs> no gobbieses. Come on. Oh, of the mouth. Ladies of and what's the other one? Gentlemen. Gentlemen. And and others don't want to be. Um, you know, others. don't want to don't want to not include pets. Ladies, gentlemen, others, and cows. We are proud you can have a to. Cow as a pet. Hmm? You can have a cow as a pet. I didn't say pets at all. I said others. Others includes pets. Yeah, but others and cows. Cows aren't others. Uh, other they have others, but uh, they're not others. Uh, that was a good, that was a good I, use of Polish. I, I just said cows randomly, but it made a rhyme, so it worked. Our guest today, we had on, like, episode 8 or 9, and now we're on episode 70-something, ladies and gentlemen and others and cows, it's Beck Schroeder. I was going to say good morning, gentlemen, but it the could be conversation anytime. leading up to this right now... 
You guys should are anything be. but gentlemen what you've been talking you're right, about. You're right, you're right. We are, waiting we to are heroes. Going, oh my God, how do I, how do I, how we how, are, how you're how right, we're heroes, unsung heroes, like the unsung movie. <laughs> are we cows? Or no, no, they're other, we're others. No, we're others. okay, so Beck, it's been a while, Band Slam, where have you been? Uh, 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 or dead. <laughs> so what Beck, uh, let me translate for those who don't understand what Beck is saying when that is said, is Beck is secretly a shopaholic and we had to get someone we know who loves retail on the show. I, I thought, who's a fashionable person? Beck Schroeder. We had her on for the fashionable film Band Slam. Mm. Now we have to have her on for Isla Fisher's, um vehicle of a movie confessions of a shopaholic so guys and just to let you all know it, it's spelled b-e-5-k yeah yeah that's <laughs> five, a that's a reference that's a reference before you say anything else though i'd just like to say calling me a shopaholic is actually a bit of bit insulting i'm a savvy shopper you are i am dutch you? so I, you're dutch not polish i'm good well, at then. shopping but i wouldn't call myself a shopaholic that sounds like a shopaholic isla fisher said that in the movie shopping? you too have nothing, no idea about shopping. I believe. But I actually work me. in retail, so I deal with shopaholics. Excuse Let's just me. The rest of this podcast you don't know me. I could be a shopaholic. <laughs> I have a severe Are addiction you? to Isla Fisher's movie Confessions of a Shopaholic. I bought this on DVD right. eight times. Are you? Are you Ruichi? I don't know. We're watching it on Netflix. You do not own this on DVD. I buy Netflix, so I bought this. So, guys, get your copy ready. There is a copy of this available legally that you should have, like I do. It's like eight years old, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a good amount of years. And, you know, guys, you've had a good amount of years to get prepared for this. We're going to start this now. You're going to line your film copy up of this ready, unlike your, you know, your book copy. <laughs> get your book, because this is based on a book, by the way. I mean, you could get the book out and be like, okay, I'm going to read along with them. Yep. So <laughs> We're not reading, though, so... <laughs> we could read the subtitle. We're just reacting to They could have the transcript, and we could read the subtitle. audio book. <laughs> so it's like a fourth So, course. Beck, you can play um, Hugh Dancy. And I can play John Lithgow. I like Mr. And Dancy because it's like Mr. Darcy. And I, guess I like John Goodman. And he's very cute. No, you have to be Isla. British. Oh, can I also be Ryuichi? No, you oh. could also be... Um, if you had to play a dual role, you could be Isla Fisher and Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter is cool. Well, we'll get on to Kristen Ritter's coolness in three, two, one, play. Wait. So Kristen Ritter's coolness in this film is pretty high. Like, for, for a woman who... Has I a mean, really long neck, yeah. <laughs> it's so long. You look at a lot of white women that get cast in movies, though, and they, they, they tend to get the similar roles all the time. And Isla Fisher gets pretty similar roles all the time. Yeah, but, yeah four. <laughs> but um, Kristen yes. Ritter, she has been cast as a lot of different things. A junkie, Mainly a, a bitch. <laughs> a bitch. But the thing is, like... She's construed as a bitch because she's a powerful character. And that's yeah. just, you know, as a white woman cast in a movie, if you're a powerful character, you're you come up as a bitch. It's just the kind of way it goes. I mean, that's what I think about. Whereas watch Isla Fisher for the next 10 minutes. She's ditzy, She's a little, she's a little because, girl. <laughs> because she seems kind of hopeless and defenseless, mm. we like her. I like she's Isla easy, It's easy to like someone who's not strong. Now, Bartek's giving this look like, who's Kristen Ritter? Good point, Bartek. We'll get there. We'll get to her. I think she's the one who looks like a Kristen Ritter. We'll all be crushing on Kristen Ritter. I personally love little kid Isla Fisher because she looks a lot like Isla Fisher. She looks like a bit like Madeline, actually. Hattie Jones, my favorite. Um, Now, here's here's the thing. You know, I like the fact that um, 
Joan Cusack's her mother and yes. John Goodman's her dad. And Joan Cusack is only 14 years older than Isla Fisher, so they have to make her look really old. And I kept noting that down in my notes. I'm like, hey, you know who looks really oh old in this? Oh my god, what are these boots? Boots? I, about these boots. I thought you were going to say boobs. I'm like, well, you know, she's had a few kids by this point. Leave her alone, you know. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen by oh, now. I'm sorry, those boots They have are two, I believe. What was that? Those boots are terrible. What do you mean? They're great for her outfit, though. <laughs> they match the whole entire... You know what? She was in... Isla Fisher was in Scooby-Doo, yeah. as we've already covered. I have a thing about Isla Fisher that her face is too tiny for her head. It's a uh, cute small face with big eyes, and that's why she gets cast as this... Look at her swooning uh, over this guy. Oh, it's because of the hair. And now a bag. Oh, but he, he's, she's so ditzy, he's and there's something part. deep about her, so we like yeah, her. I like her. Um, here's the best part. She was in Scooby-Doo 1 as Shaggy's love interest, Mary Jane. Mary Good Jane. name. Love that name. But she looks more like Daphne in this movie than Daphne <laughs> did as Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that, Daphne? I'm like, she now. looks so much like Daphne in this. Like, she wears a lot of pink-purple combos. It's great. Um, now, guys. We're going to get in... I'm going to ask us our history with this with this particular film. This movie's a bit old now. You know, it's been around for a while. PJ Hogan, no relation to Paul Hogan, um, directed this. Good on you, PJ. Do you know that for sure? Um, I looked it up. Okay. It's well, actually Paul Hogan in disguise <laughs> as the director of Chick Flicks. Well, we're Australian oh, as well as Paul. Oh, she's being so. a normal person with a normal job. What? Rather she's wearing a, a big brooch right now, with a flower. Not, well, yeah, you know, but she's not swanning about a department store making... Oh, I hear cynicisms on... from back about department stores. Brooch is a funny uh, word. Brooch. Just, they all you? have conflicting music and smells. I just. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So I'm gonna ask us about our histories with this movie because this movie's been out for a while. This movie's gained uh, enough traction with people for them to to give it a 5.9 on IMDb. Out of 5.9. You're damn straight. Bartek, let's hear from you. What's your history with Confessions of a Shopaholic? I had heard of it. Right. Okay, is that it? Yep. So you'd never seen it before? No, I didn't know anything about it. So when I... uh... Here she is, Long neck herself. (laughs) But um... when I looked it up, um, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to look up anything about it. But then I I came and I was like, let's look up the lead actress. I saw Isla Fisher and I'm like, this is going to be... But this is a fantastic movie. You're right, because Isla Fisher's in it. Beck, what about you? Now, did you see this film when it came out? Uh, I didn't see it at the movies. I probably <sighs> saw it a year later. It came out when I was in year 11. Oh, wow. And I reckon I saw it by the time I finished year 12. So I would have, like, hired it. Yeah, do you know what? I did. I hired it on DVD. Ooh, I wow. rented it back in the day. You gave her money. From what store? From you don't have to worry about the real name. They're dead now, so there'll well, be no, no they issues. Actually, are they closed down a few years ago? Mombok, Mombok Video Network. Oh God, brings back memories. Brings back memories. Probably on a weekend that I should. Did you enjoy the film exams. when you first watched it? Did um, it speak to you as a woman? It films like this that or are supposed pet. to be about fashion and shopping and being a girl and being a woman and all this sort of stuff. I just find really confusing, kind of like Sex in the City sort of mm, thing, because how mm. the fuck is she wearing all of that and nobody's telling her she looks ridiculous? Because she's surrounded by other ridiculous people. Yes, and directors and movie Oh, but didn't you like how George Lucas um, film productions did the uh, CG work for these mannequins? 
Yeah. You can tell. And, yeah, and with the whole thing about the whole she looks ridiculous thing, that's part of the brilliance of the film because it's making you think that that's what the film's about. Mm. But the film is about an obsession, an addiction. I actually thought her look throughout the movie was not too ridiculous, surprisingly. She has good hair all the time. She has great hair. But I thought just her outfits throughout the whole entire movie, I thought, you know what? I can see how you can see this as style and she's pulling it off and it matches the kookiness of who she is. I think think it wasn't too absurd. I mean, there might be one or two that are like, come on, but she's not like too crazy with it. I mean, this outfit she's wearing, she looks like she's about to go on a jolly horse ride. Yeah. This but, is not interviewing for a fashion magazine. I mean, well, she's, even she's not going to wear... She's a lot going of to visit... Closing gr- edit is a fashion magazine. She's going to visit her grandmother with a picnic like basket. Yes. Yeah, she's going to... Here be- we go. She should have played Red Riding Hood. the thing I hate the most. Let's put it on all these different cards. This is what I get at work all the time. I don't want my husband to know I've been shopping. So here's half of it in cash, and then the rest of it we're going to split up over four different credit cards. So he thinks that I've just been buying coffees at different places. Do you, do you when you work in retail, have a little bow in your hair and tiny lips? No. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't but see, see the resting bitch face she gets every That's, now and again, this yeah. retail assistant? Yeah, it's really hard to fight that. Really hard. Do you? It's not resting, bitch face. It's I'm gonna kill you. Why do you keep making me do split payments, bitch face? Yeah. Now, how many times in retail do you see a woman sprint out of your store to go to the hot dog vendor and buy all 96 hot dogs to get changed? See, but, this is a bit desperate. I well, mean, I, for the I, hot dog guy, I, I mean, he really store, was upset. But... Well, see, Ryan, it's it's a very rare occasion because she doesn't actually buy the hot dogs in the end. Oh, look, sun kissed. Mm. Mm, thirsty. Oh, um, here we go, lying. Lying <laughs> you, you to, to get what we want. That's what customers do too. Oh, look, I'm Ryan Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bartek, Bartek, you have to remind me later on that there's some great place um, movie product placement in this film. You have to remind me about this. Like movie style or actual movies? Movies that are yeah. advertised in this. Okay. I can't wait. But, Beck. You, you're saying as a woman, you, didn't, you don't really gel with the whole I'm a shopper female vanity kind of thing as much yeah no you don't no, you don't bond with it when no, you I see just... isla fisher don't you feel for her no don't, don't. you go uh, as because someone who works in retail don't you see don't you feel has john goodman as their dad how can you be a screw-up when john goodman is your dad clearly you haven't watched big lebowski well, <laughs> i mean the last thing you see apart from the credits in this film is him you know being spun on the floor yeah i i also like to view before i get my history i really want to talk about uh, this character here not her the male receptionist guy <laughs> i have a theory that he's god in, in this universe because this Corella, the Dil- Deville creature she right the bag pops open because, I love that because that's his erection I feel uh-huh. that's a metaphor <laughs> yes. now I have a theory that this guy here is God because he speaks in these kind of weird she, ways yeah. where, like yeah. where he's like saying things like it's a book <laughs> like like but here's the best part he speaks of the devil just a moment ago he's like oh speak of the devil and all this but then like and throughout and on the movie that, sorry and on that when he said speak of the devil before then i thought he was sort of normal but as soon as he saw that character the lady he like became this different character yeah. i feel i really think that he's the god of this universe because he makes sure isla fisher gets to white. the place yeah. that he, he she has to go to but he's also the thing at the end when he gets an email saying like 
come to the thing. He has a real complex about it. He's like, yes, I, it is my responsibility to send this to every employee. <laughs> like, like, it feels like he's her, at least not God, guardian angel. Like, if yeah. you found out at the end of this movie that she was dead all along and he was the guardian, like, over her dead body, which is a great film with Eva Longoria. Recommend checking out commentary on it. Uh, he would be the Steven Root character in that film. <laughs> if, if he were in Greece, he would be the guardian angel. Yeah. Oh, here she is. Um, do we know this actress, by the way? She looks familiar. Well, Bartek, you would love her if you really loved Freddy Got Fingered. She's the mum. <laughs> and most people would know this actress as um, the main woman from Flying High, or, or, or yeah. as America knows it, Airplane. Okay. The really funny, um, silly spoof films with Leslie Nielsen. She's like the main stewardess. The main oh, chick in the movies I that see. the main guy's in love with. So, yeah, mm. she, it's great to see a, a comedic actress of great talent just turn up in a little role like this. It just shows you that... Well, she really plays the nervous angle in this She film. really does, and she has that kind of anxious voice that really speaks well to her character. I personally love the continuity in the background here. If you watch, there's no woman at the chair sitting behind her, but then, you know, you see this woman, she's walking there, mm-hmm. and you see her throughout the background of the scene picking up a scarf and just <laughs> sitting with the scarf mm-hmm. not doing anything with it just sitting there with the scarf on her lap like she's like oh I'm not gonna look at it I'm just like oh this is a scarf I, I just sit this on my lap you know oh look he's checking out Isla Fish's butt you know how you got in films the the first the meet cute that's theirs yeah. he's like mm, butt and you know how sometimes you get like a little bit of fan servicey stuff like oh cleavage bums this it wasn't for the audience it was for him yeah I, he's fan serviced alright yeah. so my history of this movie is a lot like Bex I watched this in the final years of school as well I got it on DVD from a video rental store called Video Easy more like mm-hmm. Video Sleazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and my the reason why was my parents I don't know if you have this with your parents guys but sometimes there's certain things that your parents like that you get confused by you're mm-hmm. like mm, this doesn't seem like something you'd like yeah. my parents really 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 loved the Devil Wears Prada for some reason <gasps> and I don't get it because I didn't like it the only thing I liked in it was Stanley Tucci and Meryl Streep but I that was about it I love Stanley Tucci uh, well if you love Stanley Tucci <laughs> check out our episode on The Core in which we talk about his butthole oh no <laughs> so, oh yes you mean oh, and, no I like him in Easy A he's the best dad ever well if you want to see him in some good hot steamy roles see him in The Core <laughs> in our episode on The Core Ryan literally looks up, like naked Steve Tucci photos on Stanley the oh Stanley my God. and the gay community loves Stanley well, Tucci see, I'm really scared to I, I read the book The Lovely Bones oh he's the best part into a movie He's the best part but of him. But I'm scared to watch him as that character because I, I love him too much and I don't want it to be ruined for he's, me. He's the best part about the... Just getting on Stanley Tucci train. He's the best part <laughs> hey, about the Lovely Bones. always room for I kind of feel Tucci. like we could do it on the show because the Lovely Bones is god-awful as a movie. But the weirdest thing is, and I love when this happens... Stanley Tucci is so dedicated to that role in that movie. Like, yeah, it's a little bit cartoonish, but so is the whole film, so it kind of works. He got Oscar-nominated for that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That movie's trash. So it's kind of neat to see when one actor can really get something out of a role in a movie that's trash. He got Oscar-nominated worthy because of it. I'm very proud of him for that. Good job, Stanley. And if you had, and if you had to give it a rating... If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it um, how big is Stanley Tucci's nips? I gotta know. Is it a dime? Half dollar? What? So, here's the thing. 
my history. I got this from the video the video easy. My parents loved Devil Wears Prada. Loved, loved, loved it. So they were like, hey, we like Isla Fisher because she's Australian. We know her. And it's a lot like Devil Wears Prada. We'll, we'll, we'll watch this. And we watched it and we enjoyed it. And you know, I haven't seen it since it came out. So around 2009, 2010. And I remember it fondly. I remember it. I liked it more than the Devil Wears Prada because the simple reason of I liked the main character more. Mm-hmm. And you didn't like Devil Wears Prada, so... No, yeah. I like, Devil Wears Prada was... It was fine. I just didn't love it as much as... Everyone's like, oh, Devil Wears Prada is this groundbreaking film. I'm like, is it? No, and Hathaway's annoying in that film. Anything with Meryl Streep in it, everyone, there's a bit of a hype. And rightly so. I and, love a bit of Meryl like, you know, that film has... That film has what I feel is... Um, Devil Wears Prada has great supporting characters, not a great main character. Well, this film has really great main character. I personally liked Isla Fisher. I thought her mm. narration was good. I thought... The actions that she chose, and I didn't even mind the whole she's a liar kind of aspect because it kind of felt good. And Isla Fisher, like as you can see here, is is a great comedian as well. She's a really good physical comedy actress. She knows how to play silly faces and mm-hmm. and do a lot of physical comedy. Like I I particularly enjoy the scene in which she's trying to get a letter. Maybe seeing uh, maybe she and Sasha are made for each other. There now that I think oh they are <laughs> yeah. oh they are like they're the, the wonder royal, couple. They are the royal couple of screwball comedy. It's yeah. Isla Fisher is a prankster as yeah. well. So he's <laughs> one of my favorite pranks of this. She gets Isla Fisher. Can I made just, it... Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Can we just have a bit of appreciation for this character's socks? Did you see the pom poms on her socks? Oh yes, of course. I I look at Kristen Ritter's socks all the time. They're amazing. I all look right. at Kristen. Sorry. So uh, uh, Isla Fisher is a prankster. Prankster, right? She gets confused with Amy Adams a lot yeah. to the yeah, point in which the best part of Nocturnal Animals, which I still haven't watched, but I still <laughs> say the best part is Isla seen, Fisher. Yeah plays Amy Adams' character because Amy Adams is reading a book about their, like her life, right? By her ex-husband. And in the story is Isla Fisher playing Amy Adams and I just think that's great. Yeah, the I think character that, that's meant to is be... Is she good? Is Isla Fisher good at it? Because everyone, everything I hear about that movie, everyone's like, oh, Michael Shannon and Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Amy Adams. Like, is Isla Fisher any good at it? Because I, I root for Isla Fisher. She wasn't... It, it, the film really it, the story in the movie is really mostly about the two guys <sighs> because the girls kind of vanish after the first <sighs> well I hope she's good but like Isla Fisher looks like Amy Adams a lot yeah well one time for Christmas or the holidays she sent her and Sasha Baron Cohen sent like a family photo but they photoshopped um, Amy Adams' head onto <laughs> hers and no one noticed. <laughs> it was like, happy, happy holidays from Isla and, 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 Sasha. and Sasha. And then no one, no one noticed. Not even her family. Oh. Which is great. It's kind of like how Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley look so much like each other. And yeah. Like, you know, it's like in the Star Wars movies, like Kira Knightley played like Padme's like body double yeah, yeah. and gets killed. Well, it's like I, I love. I didn't know that. I love yeah. that photo. There's this photo that went around quite a while ago, and it was of Natalie Portman wearing a Star Wars TV, a uh, T-shirt. Sorry, a Star Wars T-shirt. It and said "Stop Wars" or something. No, 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 no. It said, no, it Star, said Wars "Star Wars" and stuff, and she's like posing in it, looking all cool. And someone's like <laughs> yeah. reposted it and like They're pasted like, it in oh, the text that's I like hate these fake these fake hipster girls that pretend they've seen Star Wars. It's like, like she was Portman fucking in them. <laughs> like she's Darth Vader. She is Star Wars. She's Darth, Darth Vader's fucking lover. So here's what I like about Isla Fisher. She knows how to play drunk well in this scene. And Kristen yeah. Ritter has really learned how to play drunk better. She's over the top in this scene, yeah, but yeah. it's kind of like fun. Uh, you know. And Ryan, you and I are the biggest alcoholics in the world. You well, I've been around that. I've been around, man. You know, I'm drinking from the gutter. Oh no, they dropped a letter. Um I, I drink beer juice, man. I like 
Yeah. So this film has a lot of surprises, I feel, because I had not really had the strongest recollection of what the plot was. I just had a warm feeling about it. You know what I'm talking about when you haven't seen someone in a while or you haven't watched something in ages or read something, but you don't really remember them very well or the plot or whatever, but you still have like this warm, fuzzy feeling about it. Like, I had a I good time it. with you. Yeah. yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time with that. And you're worried about if I revisit it, will it be like, I'm a cynical bastard now and I've grown up or maybe it was terrible all along. I think I'm a lot more cynical now watching this than I was. Beck, why you got to be so cynical? Are you that homeless lady that we actually, that they actually established quite well? Just yeah, I, I noticed that just now. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Women that are like this, that are living way above their means really bother me because I deal with them every day and... What I can't go? afford to be like that. So but it's her. It's, but yeah, yeah. But but look, look. She's she is just a woman with an addiction. She is the female version of Renton from Train Spotting. Yeah. Okay. Her heroine is clothes. Yeah. Don't you feel sorry for her? I do feel sorry for her, but it's also kind of. I what? don't know. Like, there's no, there's no chemical addiction with this either. Like, it's an. She gets euphoria. Yeah, she gets euphoria, but like. She also has. There's not an actual dependency on a substance going on here. This clothes, is like clothes. this is a very shallow materialistic thing here, oh, I like and that. it is such an issue in our society, and it makes my job hard. So I'm uh, destined to be salty she, about she it. She said you get euphoria. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking why didn't she get me some euphoria? <laughs> okay, it just I can see this circulating back around to Gobby's very soon. So let's just keep moving <laughs> back on. That's, you know what the best no. part? You know what the best part was? There was it wasn't going no, to, no, but no. now it is. I'm not. You're the, the, like Ryan's no, the one that keeps bringing them up. So, so euphoria more like you gobia. So is this, is this where? <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a lame she pun. She said the wrong letters off now, and even though she's at this cool flea market, she's like. <laughs> I'm sorry. So what she said? <laughs> she said she said these letters off, and well, she's worried about it, even though she's at this cool flea market. That's the yes. really the best positive you've given this movie. <laughs> And it's the weirdest, I told you guys, I'm Dutch, I love the flea market. It's the weirdest, the it's, weirdest it's, comment she's made. It is, like it I think her character is established enough to the point she, that flea markets aren't her, like, thing. I I did see her ankles go, and I think she's okay, because you know why? She's Isla Fisher. She acted alongside alongside Wonder Woman last she's year. She's married to Borat. you got to have some strong ankles to she, be married she, to Borat. She had to pretend Whoa, to be married to Zach Galifianakis in a movie once. I mean, Godspeed. <laughs> Uh, Keeping up with the Joneses came out last year. It was Gal Gadot was in it. John Hamm. And of course, like out of all the mail, they're the one pink envelope. Well, she's that kind of person who uses pink. Yes. Who uses pink? I love this scene. Like, it's a good little... Oh, the I'm in the sleeves. This is good. I, I, I love the guy. I personally do love how the guy notices the difference. <laughs> like, when he doesn't do anything. Like, he's like, like I would. Like, he's not completely dumb. Like, I do love when she uses, like, she uses the big blue coat and she shoves it out. And he actually gives this look of, like, acknowledgement of, hey, wait a moment. But he's like, i got to hit on this chick. I love, yeah. Yeah, I love the dynamic of she doesn't have peripheral vision. <laughs> that swing just... <laughs> And he is just talking about, it feels like nothing, or the most generic stuff. Yeah, it's like Here you could watch his movie about dating this chick. And the Sesame and I love, look. monster coming to eat the letter. Uh, wow. And, uh, wow, you called Isla Fisher a Sesame Grab Street monster. Grab it! Grab the letter! Maybe, she forever. Maybe he's God, but, like, he doesn't care. No, no, he's more Jesus. Yeah, uh, he's, he's different. Jesus. Oh, Jesus is God. We've got to find the Holy Spirit next, Ryan. Well, she's right on screen. What are you talking about? The chick with the weird eyebrows behind the other chick. Yeah. 
It's like a morphed They're really like, penis. they're like Chola eyebrows. Yeah, now this woman here who plays the fashionista goddess, uh, Chris is, is it Christian Scott Thomas, did not like this movie. Yeah. She disliked it because she had to do a lot of waiting. Yeah. I don't know what that means because you wait a lot on films. I've, I've, so I don't know what she, her problem is. Is she like a one take Wilson or something? And yeah, she's isn't? a one take Wilson where uh... she. That chick just looked at the camera. Good job. Um, you know, <laughs> nail that take. Keep that one in. Um, Hugh Dancy. We haven't talked about Hugh Dancy. Hi, Mr. Dancy. Do we know Hugh? Mm. He can be really creepy or really romantic. Ah, Hannibal, I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's creepy and romantic. Mm-hmm. I forget that he's English, so when he yeah. has his real accent, I'm like, what the fuck's this? Who the fuck are you? Uh-huh, wearing emerald green again. Compliments her red hair very well. Well, green and red Good and job, green, Wardrobe. you know, green and red, purple and red go well. Mm-hmm. I don't know him, but I know other Hughes. Do you know Dancy's though? No. Oh, well, I know Hugh Grant. Hugh, I know, you know a guy called Hugh from a placement last year. I know <laughs> Hugh Neutron from Jimmy Neutron. Hugh Laurie. Uh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh else could I say, Ryan? Well, I'm very. Hugh, could it possibly be? Now. She, oh, her little pencil sharpener. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're she's quirky you're... because it makes a lot How of noise. Is anyone supposed to take you seriously when you do stuff like that? Well, she doesn't get taken seriously because she's hot. Yes. Do we find Isla Fisher hot in this? Because I do. She's not actually a person. She's just an object for us to know. What do you mean? She is a person with flaws that you don't like. It's not that I don't like And when there's flaws... Is that they focus on them too much and she's all flaws. And it's like, oh, well, she's so likable because she's all flaws. She is likable. She's got spunk from the gobbies. I mean, you know, admittedly. But, like, she's got spunk. She's very disorganised, it bothers me. Oh, not everyone's organised. Ryan, I think it's because her name is Rebecca. Oh, yeah, it is too. Is that your problem, Beck? Is it that she doesn't spell it with a K like you? No, see, spelling it with a K is just a world of problems. Every certificate or anything like that I ever got from school was spelt this way. R-E-B-E-C-C-A. Thanks, Mum and Dad, for giving me alternative spelling that no one remembers. You know, Ryan... I remember. I have the same name as Beck, but I have art in my name. Yes. Ah, and I have the same name as Ryan. That's probably why you're a lot more open to this film than I am, because you have art I love this film. So this film, the plot, according to Netflix, roughly translate as this. This is the plot. What is Bookstar? I forgot it I love books. No, my favourite thing of this is the plot, according to Netflix synopsis, is a, a young, pretty shopaholic gets a job at a magazine and she's way over her head but her boss is a hottie <laughs> <laughs> that's actually what it says hey look it's Ed Helms um, okay. this guy's you great too your hot boss. this guy's great and look at him go I she's love actually him. sitting still right now who? Isla Fisher she sits so quiet she was no, sitting still in the office she's really twitchy just because she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen, I would be twitchy too. Yeah. You don't know if he's going to come into your place of work dressed in a mankini. I'd be freaked yeah. out all the time. If and also, to Bruno, you'd be what character twitchy. Would... Yeah, what character is he going to come to you as? Is it going to be King Julian? Oh. Aladdin? Oh, he does play King Julian, doesn't mm-hmm. he? He also plays Ali G, of course, in The House. Mm. Ali G's great. Uh, you know, he's no... Is that those... Underpants yeah, or pants? She's wearing hot pants. Yeah, I was like, uh, so, so, they were so briefly. I asked my girlfriend, and she's like, I don't know, I didn't get to see them quick enough. I was like, these are weird pants. Mm. I don't, I mean, they work for her, but like, you know, 
whatever. You know, it's either Fisher. She can. She, I. Th- she, you know what she dresses like? She dresses like a high class Russian mobster's wife. Yeah, she is. Maybe we don't know. I mean, she could very easily marry a mobster <laughs> and fit in. Sasha Baron well. Cohen could be the mobster. Yes, <laughs> it's a me. Someone needs to make this movie, and they can just use the wardrobe from Confessions of a. Just Shopaholic. use clips from this film and interspersed. It'll be called yeah. Confession of a Mobster's just Wife. Do a massive montage of the mobster's wife walking through New York, and just cut it all from. Have this they film. done a movie together? Who have them two? No, I think she may have appeared as a minor, brief little thing in probably The Dictator or Wait, something. Was I don't Sasha know. Baron Cohen in Great Gatsby at all? Great no. Gatsby, no. Because Isla was. Yeah, she was. That was her last one of her last biggies. Yeah. I think. No, keep really out with I love um, the fact that her career, um, and not love. No, the wrong word. I actually meant the opposite. I hate the fact that. Her career has gotten nowhere in my eyes. Mm. I always felt like when I watched this movie, I went, you know what? This is a good vehicle for her. Like, I didn't really know Isla Fisher beforehand. People know her from Wedding Crashes as, like, the crazy chick. Yeah. And she's great in that movie. She's really... Her, she's the main saving grace of that film. I'm not a big fan of Wedding Crashes. It's fine, it's fine. But she's the best part of Wedding Crashes. And... But, like, you look at, like, the other female lead in that is Rachel McAdams. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's some stiff competition. Right I mean, there. yeah, one of them's Rachel and McAdams. And don't forget Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I'm oh, my favourite female Owen lead. Owen Wilson. <laughs> and Christopher Walken. Yeah. So, like, right. a lot of the dad. But she's really great in that movie. She's one of the most memorable parts of the Wedding Crashes movie. I've only seen movie. that film once. I didn't see it and you remember her, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. I definitely remember her. Of course. I, I don't remember you, a lot she about it. She gave you hard feelings. So... Um, I think that it's really disappointing that this movie didn't launch her career in a direction that I think it should have. Like, her career has just been... This guy looks like an alternate universe Rob Schneider. I like the way Mr. Dancy just manhandled her to stand Hey, he's English. He's he's European. It's charming. We only show affection to dogs and horses. No, (laughs) and the queen. (laughs) Three of us are kind of European, too. He keeps grabbing at her. Wouldn't you look at her? I'm not going to answer that. You're afraid of the ants. <laughs> Am I crazy? He looks a little bit like Rob Schneider, though. He looks nothing like the Rob speaker. Schneider. He looks... In- I know who you're talking about. You're not seeing it? I see nothing of Robbie, 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 Robbie Schneider and that man. Maybe if he was playing a stapler, maybe. Not from but, behind, but... Well, obviously I want to see him... Pro- no! <laughs> he does! I forgot the giant thick belts were fashionable. Well, serious belts they, still, wearing- they still are. Takes up your whole waist. They still are though. Mm, they come in and out every. Like they come anyway. in and out every year though. What I like about her fashion is. I love that you think. I love that you keep talking like you. You know. Uh, I see people a lot, uh, Beck. I'm an expert on people. Here's the thing though that I do like about her fashion, is it's one of these ones where you go. You know what? I can still see people wearing that today. The style? I, I wouldn't call it her fashion. I would call it her style. Oh. Fashion, fashion is about trends. Yeah, okay. This is sort of... I mean, the good thing about the wardrobe in this movie is that it's not fashionable. Mm, it's stylish. It's Yeah, but it's kind of timeless in that mm, sense. She, she will be... Yeah, her outfits are pretty amazing. They're whoever did the costumes, and, you know... Whoever did the costumes should be proud. There are elements to each outfit that are always in at some point. Yeah. Mm. Elements. Elements. Yes. Like the fact she's wearing any. 
that's in. Like certain colors that are in this season, or you know, a little uh, a while ago she was she was holding an embroidered purse. They're I love really embroidered in at the moment. purses. Yes, I don't. But like, but also imagine. they need to make her striking and stand out. You know, in this world of black and white, well, no, yeah, she what needs they to actually be... do in the New York sort of landscape. Beck, Look at everyone you, else. Is this sent by the devil? Beck, do you often do you often walk down the street and a piece of paper just goes straight to your boobs? Nah. And you have to look at that paper straight away, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is." Oh my god, the fates are aligned. I'm gonna go and spend more money. It's the I god of that. main characters. Oh, it's Fred Armisen playing a non-comedic role. We saw him recently <laughs> in a film called The X, in which he played a very comedic role. Yeah. In this movie, he's toned down. People know this guy. Um, not Hugh Dancy. Get out of the way, Hugh. No, Freddy Boy from Sunday Night Live and uh, Portlandia. Great and, show. And if you're me, Eurotrip. Eurotrip. <laughs> um, I love the fact that he's playing golf on the computer. Yeah, some kind of weird VR golf. Simulated golf. I love 2009 where you could play VR golf while being a businessman. You know, that was my favourite era. You know, this should have been in Black Annie. Blanny? Yeah. Yeah. In the apartment that's so high-tech. Oh, man. Could you imagine if they did a sci-fi horror movie today where it was, like, a high-tech house that keeps the people in there? <laughs> but it's, like, all it does is make them golf all the time until their arms are really sore. And Quivenjene Walsh is in it. She's the house. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up. <laughs> into a house. So, is this how it is, Beck? This right now? Yeah. See, I'm always on the inside of the building when this stuff happens. Yeah, but so they just come in in their hordes and masses. Like yeah, it, so at the moment, it's July, so we've just we're in the middle of our end of financial year sale. Oh, loving it. It, it, it's a bit like this. Not quite so hysteric. That's sort of a Black Friday-ish kind of thing, right there, with all the women running in, knocking each other over for half-price Gucci. But I, I can tell you now, like we've had people lining up out the door for fitting rooms. It's crazy. Well, sometimes. Anyway. Have you got any funny fitting room stories? Because my mum does. She works at Big W, and for a while there in my hometown, there was this really attractive New Zealand guy going around <laughs> my hometown, going around to random change rooms and just masturbating oh, furiously. Gross. But he was a weird part. Everyone was romantic story. Everyone was everyone was really confused because he was really attractive. So they're like, why does he need to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like if you saw, you know, your typical masturbator, you're like, okay, yeah, hunched over, so sweaty, overweight, balding. But this guy was like a twenty four year old, attractive outgoing guy who was who did that all over town. And my mum's like, Yep, that's one. Do you have that back? I mean, a lot of the time it's just people's used band-aids or snotty tissues left on the floor. Oh, that's okay. Not used tampons? That's I was just about to say a few months ago I found a used tampon. Someone had just pulled it out and left it there. And also someone left urine-soaked undies on the floor of a fitting room for me once. Were they from the shop? I was about to ask No, no, no. I've never worked in a place that sold underwear. It was their own underwear and they'd wet themselves, obviously. And... And then I. <laughs> wait, this wait, sale is so wait, good. Hold on, hold on. You're saying in that store they didn't sell underwear? We didn't sell. Like, okay, so what? Did they just walk out underwear? underwear that they put on that morning and went out in, for the day and in, peed in, and then they wet went. Themselves, I'll go and home. Similarly, I've also found period soaked undies. In that same store? No, in a different store. So did that one sell underwear though? Because uh, no, I'm really. I've never worked somewhere that sold underwear. 
uh, people bring their own underwear into my store. <laughs> so they walk out with no underwear, or they already had pre-packed <gasps> well, underwear. Just, the, the guy leave, who peed himself. Guy or girl? Which I feel like, like if, if or, you're particularly uh, leaky that day, it's not wise to go anywhere commando. But they leave their underwear in my store and walk out with none on. My mum free underwear to go to straight to Kmart to buy a new pair. You know, Kmart. My mum had um, when she was first starting out retail. She cracked a big thief case. This is like detective <laughs> mum. There was this woman that was stealing things, but they couldn't figure out how she was stealing things oh, straight thieves, away. Uh, like professional thieves? Are yeah. Here's, here's what happened. Hmm. This is true. This woman was really fat. Oh, was it under her... Folds of skin. Oh, no! And they called her the folds of flesh. <laughs> because she was shoving, like, jewellery and, like, small things under her folds. Oh, well. And my mum my just had, they, uh, this was like during the 70s, That's so they could pat them down. Still BW? Oh, wow. No, I think this was like a boutique or something. Okay. And it was just like, pat them down, it was like all the shit just fell out. I was like, ha Wow. So, luck, and they're all sweaty and gross. I have had a, so I worked in a stationery store for nearly two years. And around Christmas time... A couple of years ago, this uh, a woman who was in a wheelchair was ah. in my store, and I saw her grab mm. a leather-bound diary off a shelf and put it behind her in her oh. wheelchair. And I said to my manager, "What the I fuck will... do I do? Like, you because still... you're meant to approach people when you see them thieving, but thieving. how do I say to her, hi, lady I saw in that. a wheelchair? You know, and my manager was like, oh, you can handle that one. She totally, like, handballed it, you know, just And then she did a Jason Bateman and so stood I up. Grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed a packet of pens and I grabbed a notebook elastic, which is like this, it's like a big elastic band that goes around a diary and it's got a ah, pen holder in it. Mm-hmm. Grabbed them and I went up to the lady and I was like, hey, how are you going? How's your shopping going? She's like, oh, I'm fine, thanks. I said, I just wanted to show you these because they go really well with the diary that you've got. And she was like, what? Uh, and I was like, oh, the, the diary that you've you've got with you in your chair. These are the perfect, you know, if it's a gift for someone, you should put them all together. It's really, you know. Smart move. Anyway, she just pulled the diary out from behind her and handed it to me and wheeled out of the store. And I looked over at my manager and my manager was like, holy shit. Like, that was brilliant. And I was like, I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Smart move. Like, oh, Little God. did you know there were four other diaries in that chair. Oh, like, I, yeah. I don't know. So, but, like, but the manager there knew. Was an of, there was an the manager's like, of, I'm still impressed with you skilled bank there was an episode of you can't ask that that show yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, yeah the abc about um like it was all people in wheelchairs answering questions and one of them was like because someone said oh what are the benefits one of the questions was one of the benefits of being in a chair and what this guy was like oh you can steal heaps of stuff and i was like <laughs> <laughs> like i'm sorry but you can't what? you can't answer that that makes someone else's life hard come on Jesus. yeah anyway this I get I get a bit passionate about thieves. I'm well, passionate. This girl named Beck thieves and cannabis. I am I am passionate about Isla Fisher, and this is true. There's this um concept of uh the um your I think it's like your whatever Pope or it's called where it's mm. like you have this one thing that you will fight passionately about, yet you know deep down yourself it's pointless to fight over it. That was Rob Schneider. Look alike. Is that he looked like him? Yes, yeah, you. With that, me, it's like it's Isla Fisher's career. I'm like, God damn it! I'm like, <laughs> I fucking love Isla Fisher. I mean, 
She hasn't done enough to prove me right, but like, <laughs> god damn it! She's good, damn it! She, she was is, on Home and Away. She has the material to be in no, no, good no, no. We movies. We all need to look at John Goodman and his beautiful hamster hairdo. Look at that. <laughs> it's like someone blow-waved a hamster and put it on his head. I love seeing John Goodman and how much he's the same but different. I love, I love that he's the voice of Sully from Monsters Inc. Yeah. I also love the fact that he's in everything. Um, like there was a streak of movies in which he was in oh, the. Oh, Os- his mom who had Isla when she was fourteen. When she was fourteen, yeah, you know, then that means John Goodman did Statch rape, maybe. You know, I don't oh, want to say that. Oh, that went dark real fast. <laughs> no, right, he's younger. Like than always. <laughs> no, I love the fact that um. John Goodman's twenty-seven in this movie, right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> She got someone else. But I love him with John Goodman. He's one of those actors that's in everything. There's a streak for a while where he was in every, nom- like, either Best Picture or nominated Best Picture movie. So he was in The Artist. He was in Argo. He was in The Artist? Yeah, just in one scene. Oh. Oh, in a couple scenes. He played, like, a director. Okay. I love that just there, that they just told her that they spent her inheritance. It's not in her inheritance, it's, it's their, their nest eggs. Well, yeah, but she was all like, oh, they're going to tell me that they've got money to give oh, me. Oh, fuck her. <laughs> yeah. I would, but like, I can't. She's all money over there. Because they deserve to because they worked hard and didn't shop when they shouldn't have. I mean, I mean, he fought those Ray-Ban sunglasses, but we're not going to talk about that. Wasn't there a joke about John Goodman being in films in uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, where he's like, I'm not John Goodman? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in... Yeah, John Goodman's been on the show before in The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I love John Goodman. He's someone who really should have gotten Oscar by now. Uh, he plays a really good dad. Yeah, in Roseanne? You're right. Yes, in Roseanne. I oh, Roseanne. I love Roseanne. But I've Roseanne. watched this... I like John Goodman quite a lot. I root for him as an actor. Like, I want him to... Like, I one of my favourite movies of last year, simply because of his great performance... Well, not just because... But he was 50% of that movie, of his performance, was uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, in which he was so good in that movie, where you're like, is he insane? Is he normal? I don't know. It's John Goodman. I kind of trust him, but at the same time, I've seen him play assholes before. I remember a few years ago, there was a trailer for a film that he was in where he just kept saying, fuck you. Ah, the classic fuck you movie. <laughs> I love that film. Well, he had a whole speech about the how you say fuck you. Ah, oh, man, I need to know John Goodman's fuck you speech. Now, this outfit's my least favorite of hers. It's just got too much going on. Why have you tied a scarf around that nice Is that shirt? tied around or is that actually a part of it? I don't I think, know. Actually, I think she's put a boob tube on over it. See, this is where they go too far. See, I don't know if it's like, it's some other layer on top or if it's actually a part of the outfit. Like, these are the things, like a part of this blouse or shirt or whatever. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, the, the earrings this, are working. This is where wardrobe just throws up on a body and goes, there you go, wear that. There's, there's, there we go. There's an episode of Sex and the City where... <laughs> I know I'm referring to this again, but whatever. Um, New York. What's the main character's name again? Carrie Fisher, who is a shit person, let's just say. She's very selfish and a terrible friend. She's wearing, like, tracksuit pants (laughs) with some corset thing and a jacket and a pair of Manolos, like, high stiletto heels. And it doesn't make any sense. She looks like a bum who, like, robbed a rich lady and stole her shoes. Carrie Fisher, come argue with us. I do (laughs) believe that in this movie, Isla Fisher was required to wear, what was it, 15-inch stilettos at all times because she's short. Yeah. 
She's she, so she short. Tiny. She's There's so a bit tiny. where a former NBA player, which they never got back into that story, by the way, lifts her up and shakes her. He does yeah, it twice in the movie. I'm like, please, oh, yeah. please don't kill her. She's so little. And <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is so tall. Mm. Imagine that. Oh, this was my favorite character. Oh, the mum <laughs> looking in the veil. It's like for a split second. So cute. I didn't even consider Carrie Fisher, Isla Fisher. Are they the same fish? Mm. <laughs> now, here's where we learn something about Brandon. You know, fluke, fluke Brandon. <laughs> we learn that he has a mum. What? And I often wonder in movies if people have mums. Like, does Alicia here have a mum? Or was she born from an egg? You know, f- from a seahorse, you know? I from another. Was another, you know? Or... Other. From another mother. And then, you know, like, does the sea here have a dad? You know, I don't know. Like, these are the questions I ask myself. Now, this scene I thoroughly enjoyed because what I love about scenes like this in movies where this you have the protagonist scene. is where you think the protagonist's uh, um, um, nature will be an embarrassing thing, but it's actually... I like these kind of jokes where it's actually like, no, no, they're actually perfect. Like, I really... Element. In their element. I really hate... Like, it's one of my things that just makes me annoyed... Uh, when you see a character just being a, an embarrassment and it's just like played for embarrassment's sake. But this is actually like, you think it's going to be that, but it's like, no, actually, everyone loves her. She's yeah. great. And the Finnish guy, that's like, oh, they're actually going to go there. But then no. <laughs> and like, you know, and like this scene here where you're like, oh, you're expecting it to be really embarrassing, really awkward, because Fred Armisen's really embarrassed. And you're like, oh no, she she's going way too out of her element. But no. She's right, and you can tell because he's actually smiling, this guy. That second that he's smiling, he's like, oh, this guy likes her. This, I like her anchor necklace. Yeah, that's interesting, that one. I, I think because they're on the beach, she's gone for a bit of a nautical Also, look thing. how silly it is. There's an umbrella on her drink. Yeah. It's not raining in that room. And he's got a tie on. <laughs> Why? <laughs> he's going to choke himself? Michael Hutchinson style? Maybe. <laughs> it's Miami, after all. So, I do like the characters in this movie. Bartek, what about you? You went in blind to this. Beck and I had a history already with this movie. You went in blind not knowing much about it. You were, you were talking to me and you said you knew the title. Yes, I did. And you didn't necessarily know why. And I'm like, it's a book. And you're like, ah, maybe, yeah. That's Can we probably... just draw attention to the fact that Hugh Dancy right now... Is smoking? Well, like, no, his outfit... Like, for someone in his position, this character's position... It's not very striking. It's not very strong. He looks like someone's brother at a wedding. Well, that's why Isla Fisher takes him on a shopping montage later. Yeah. In this same sequence. She's like, your tie does not match. He needs it. So, Bartek, just mm-hmm. to go on, what did you feel about the story and the, and the characters involved yourself being an outsider to this world? Well, look, Ryan, I heard the title, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Cockalic. <laughs> I even saw the poster. It was like, you know, lady posing, wearing a nice dress. Nice in quotes. Um, nice. I don't know. I can't remember which dress. I think it, it was the pink, pink one. Yeah, it was pink. Um, and I thought to myself, this looks like a movie that... <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's how you do it. Just her that. rubbing her face all over <laughs> them and not even kissing. Uh, this looks like a movie that wasn't made for me, but I know that since it's going to be on the show, there's going to be something about it. And then I watched it and I... Th- thought to myself, you know what? There's something about it. And you know what? That's what I said before I watched it, that I was going to say that, and then I did say it. And the thing that is about this film is that it has a main character with flaws, with a quirky personality, who 
What? Sorry, that woman poured a whole bottle of champagne on an elderly gentleman's arm. It's pronounced champagne. Um, it's pronounced champagne. It's a movie about a girl who is quirky, has a lot of bad luck going for her, but is really liked by a lot of people. It's about a character... Especially Derek Smith. Especially, well, they were dating once, Ryan, did you know? Mm. Um, yeah, look at him. It gets funny every time. And the film isn't perfect. Like, Finland isn't in Scandinavia, but... Is know, it not? It's Nordic, but it's not Scandinavian. Scandinavia's apparently just Sweden, Norway, and uh, Denmark. Who the fuck's this guy, then? Yeah, Maybe he wasn't actually... Yeah, he's the little sharks. Or... Oh. Ooh, you've done... Ju- Ooh, debt collectors. Ooh. Yeah, but, like, mm. drawing all those little sharks in his book, that's like, whoa, man. I like how the more you see of Derek Smith, the more and more he is the boss from The Incredibles. <laughs> the one who's not happy. He looks exactly like him. It's not and him, but he mode. looks exactly like him. He doesn't him. look anything like him, Ryan. He looks exactly like he the boss. He looks nothing there's like this little, him. There's this, um, there's this You're lady. crazy, right? <laughs> he this looks lady, like and I Rob think she's, like, she's either on like CSI or NCIS. and she. There's an ad like for CSI Endo. in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, when they have one of those city establishing shots, it's like, oh, look, CSI. <laughs> but I thought you said it was movies. No, no, that's later. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I, oh, I remember. It, it, you, know, you told me to remind it you, involves, but you're going to remember. It involves reflections. Don't worry. Oh. So, yeah, CSI, you're saying a woman sees people? Yeah, it's this actor on CSI or NCIS, one of the two, and she looks like Edna Mode. Yeah. Yeah, like so much. It's She's... NCIS. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. It's classic so. NCIS. Yeah. Abbreviations. Yeah. That's um, Naval Crime Investigation Services. <laughs> it's called Naval Crime. <laughs> yes. What's Scooby-Doo? Crime of my belly. All the crimes have something to do with belly buttons. Beck nailed that. Mm. Beck. You know, Beck, I, I look at you and I look at Isla Fisher and I say, you could play Isla Fisher if you dyed your hair red. Let's make her Isla Fisher. If we kill Isla Fisher now and you take her place, you're you short, you'd be you're little, <laughs> you could take her place I'd and... I married to Sasha Baron Cohen, though. I feel like you're you're right and, you know, you, you don't look enough like Amy Adams, but... Well, yeah, there's that. You could take her place and make her career something because that's what's annoying. I feel like she's too content with being Sasha Baron Cohen's wife and mother of his kids Fuck you, Island Fisher. Pick up your career and start doing something with it. I'm sitting here looking at you being like, come on. You planning can her death. Planning her death so that her career can be better. We could use holograms now. With some tricky editing, we could make you an Oscar winner, damn it. She's like the female Ryan Reynolds. You know how Ryan Reynolds always feels like he could be an Oscar winning actor, but he chooses not to be? Yeah. I feel like she's like that, but just an actor. <laughs> like, she could be one, but chooses not to be. Damn it, Isla Fisher. God damn, you ever been... You know, this is her masterpiece of a film. That's why I chose this specific movie, because this is an unappreciated actress... In yeah. an unappreciated film. Yeah. And I actually genuinely don't understand why this has such a low rating on IMDb. Now, I'll get into it later with the ratings and the reviews and whatever. But the real reason I can determine it a three. The financial crisis happened when this movie was made. Just before, yeah. Oh, actually, no. During filming, I guess. During yeah. when, when it came out. So it wasn't a sensitive issue to have. Like, visceral reactions like Beck. But imagine that during pretty much the worst financial time of your life. Mm. Uh... People who just... We were in recession when this movie came out, yeah. I just realised. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, 
people who genuinely think that this is not a great way to portray people with the addiction of sh- being a shopaholic, and people who either ha- don't like, Ar- who just don't like Isla Fisher. Those are the reasons. Surprisingly, I found little little comparisons to Devil Wears Prada being a reason why this movie sucks or why it rocks. It's well, actually a lot of people recognize that this movie is very different to that film. I suppose to address your points, Ryan, like recession, yeah, we'll have to give it to you. Um, we moved on. The second point that you mentioned, <laughs> that was the... Um, say it again, the second point. What, people not liking Isla Fisher? No, that was the third one. What was the second one again? Um... Shopaholics. The shopaholics. Now, in the IMDb trivia, didn't it say that she actually interviewed people that yeah. were shopaholics? So mm. she, in a way, kind she of. She method used... acted. Oh, okay. Shit out of I don't this. know about method acting, well, but like kind of the yeah. verbatim kind of thing. Like yeah. she actually heard actual. No, no, she's problems? method acting. She's That's why she's not in movies. She's too busy shopping now. Oh. And for, oh. The, th- and for the third point, the people don't like Isla Fisher, well, there's nothing we can do about them. Just fucking kill them, you know? Just, yeah, just die. You know, that's my method. Leave the of, world. Of That'll raise that. the IMDb score a bit. Delete their accounts, too. Let's, you know, like, look at her, guys. She's, she's got, like, a weird, tiny face on her she's big head. She's puppy dog eyes thing. She, that's like, her natural you're eyes. You're listening to me so, because I look cute and innocent and... I am. Beck, I am listening to you. No, no, no. This is what... <laughs> <laughs> and you are cute and innocent. No, I am old and cranky and tired and salty. Oh, my God, I can see it now. <laughs> She's not using the puppy eyes. The truth is revealed. She's got peppery eyes. <laughs> the liar has been revealed. <laughs> I Just really, like in this film. I really like this whole sequence from her going down to Miami to this dance sequence that's about no, to happen. I, I, yeah. I liked how she had a little bit of a problem with the fans. It kind of like... I know, this section of the movie is really sweet, tender. I feel like the weakness of this film, if I had to choose one, is the pacing of it. Mm. Is It's an hour and 44 minutes, I do believe. And it, you yeah. do feel the 44 minutes once the hour's gone by. Like, that first hour really flies by for me. This comes a certain point in the movie that uh, I can pinpoint in which the movie kind of loses its uh, focus in terms of tone and pacing. It becomes a little bit more serious, a little slower, which, you know, it's fine for a movie like this. Uh, inevitably, in a in a movie that one could label as a chick flick, oh, even though... shoes look like they hurt. Nah, they look fine. Mm. Beck, watched... you don't wear stilettos, I imagine. No, see, this is the thing. One of the jobs that I've had in the last two years, I wore stilettos every day. Oh. And I have formed these calluses <laughs> on the balls of my feet. I have to get my dad to cut them off with a hunting knife. Yum! So that I can go into more detail about because, that. Oh no, honestly, and it's gross. It looks like cheese mm. <laughs> when no. he's cut all the dead skin off my. Well, not well, yeah, dead skin off my it's, feet. It's but dead skin. If I mm. keep these calluses there, they pinch the muscles of my feet, and it fucking hurts, and I can't walk anymore. But don't you like how she's fanning her vagina in this dance? Yeah, <laughs> see, this is weird. I watched an interview <laughs> and her ass. Oh, I yeah. did a fart. <laughs> I watched an interview like with that? Isla Fisher about this film, and she said that she came up with the dance. Yep, I, I can, can believe that. Any woman who dances like that deserves to be. She, I believe her exact Baron comment was. What a was, pair they would make! Can you imagine them both dancing like this? That's be- probably yes. what their wedding night was like. I them believe, dancing like this. I believe that her exact comment was that uh, her friends could tell that she made the dance. So <laughs> I could tell like as well. I wish I was her friend. Well, maybe you are, because you could tell. I'm friends with Beck, so uh, I guess she's our Isla Fisher of the group. You you know, a career that needs to go higher. Have you watched uh, Beck dance with a fan? 
Of course. I oh, mean, okay. I've watched Beck get calluses cut off her feet. I'm her dad, little did we know. Oh, okay. The <laughs> thing that you wanted more detail on was just your good work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I like the um, the use of the fan here. It comes back later in the film when she goes to uh, a fancy gala. Still in her blue dress from earlier that day. Well, she is unlike Isla Fisher. She actually knows you work with, with what you got. You know, she's that episode of The Simpsons in which Marge gets a Chanel dress mm. and alters it in 50 different ways. It's interesting that they have put her in such a strong blue because blue is meant to represent truth. And maybe and she, she is the massive lie that he's been hiding. Well, maybe, but maybe she is truthful herself, you know? Maybe Well, she, she didn't lie to anybody. Maybe it's so, saying... I mean, she's manipulative, but she didn't lie. Maybe it's, that symbolism there of her being in the blue dress just leads us to point this all is the blame a, at him. Yeah, and this is a film that says, hey, you know this woman? She doesn't get punished except for being called a fancy prostitute at the end. But other than that, she's pretty, she's pretty good off. I think it symbolises that the truth was there all along. And the truth was Isla Fisher's necklace thing is great. <laughs> How did she not belt herself in the face with that thing while she was dancing like a lunatic? Because. It's very lucky. Oh, here it says CSI. And then, oh, Prince of Persia. We've done oh, that one on G the show. Force. And G-Force, which is on the list. So that I was, saw that in cinemas. So that was the uh, references. Oh, I like that there's armor guard trucks behind her. Well, it's because well, it wouldn't she... Well, would be Armageddon in New York, but, you know, money-collecting would... trucks behind her. It's because she is going to see Derek Smith. Yeah. Who looks, they're gone. Who looks exactly like the boss from The Incredibles. So much. He really does. Yeah, we haven't even did. seen his face, probably. Bartek doesn't want to agree because I didn't agree about the Rob Schneider thing. Oh, that was, well, I was joking. Let it go, I was Bartek. Jo- I as, was, it was a reference. It was as, a callback. As a Disney song once bravely said, Akuna Matata, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Asa diga Here we go. Is this... I can't remember when exactly she finds out that she sold her. Well, the dress hasn't They haven't even hasn't had the dress. Yet, yeah. It's we, later. It's so much later. We're still in the bits where they're friends. They're, it is on stairs, to be fair, and that was now, stairs. Now, this is yet another movie in which an actor or an actress from Breaking Bad is in it, because she's in Breaking Bad. Yes, she's a pivotal she character. she dies in Breaking Bad. Spoiler! Nah, Sorry. it's been out for years. Get used to it, guys. She dies like a champ. <laughs> so, uh, in the darkest scene in the whole show. That, that's... The darkest, scene. Scene. but some she, people know she is, she is let die. <gasps> she is also known as the a bitch, the bitch in apartment something thirteen or something. Well, she was just called bitch long legs or something. Bitch, no, they were talking about another woman. No, well, they. Oh, we're talking sorry, about this yes, we're talking Kristen about, Ritter, yeah, the one in the scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we uh, and we also know her as Jessica Jones in the Marvel TV show. Jessica Not Jones. all of us. No, that's why I listed a few options, Bartek. But you said we all know her. Explosion! You don't know Jessica Jones? No. Really? You're fucking behind the times, man. It's a good show. You should check it out. Never met her. It's a good show. You should check it out. She plays a really good um, central character in that called Jessica Jones. In case you couldn't tell. JJ? (laughs) J. Jones, yeah. J. J. Jonah Jameson! (gasps) Is she related? Or or maybe... Get me pictures of Spider-Man! And here we have Joyce. I Joyce, the wife of a textile importer. I like this the clock bag. This is all very and pom poms on her shoes. Yeah, I appreciate all the pom poms in this film. No, I like um, I that we pom-poms. have a few guys in this group. It makes me feel yeah. good. It didn't feel too sexist. I love that there's <laughs> this guy. I'm a 
who really reminds me of a person Bartek and I know in real life whose name is Ken. Yes. I'd uh, love to have him on the show one day. And uh, there's another guy here who is uh, a basketball player. Yeah. And I didn't look up if he's actually a real guy or what, but I assume he is because then... Mr. Freak. Dr. Freak. D. D Freak. Freak. I'm, I'm a shopaholic. And I just love, he's like, well, guy freak. And then <laughs> I perform NBA play. Oh, NBA, sorry. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then like... I'll get back to that later. He never does. We never hear about <laughs> yeah. that ever again. That's so like, weird. It's like, it's like it, if you had... I read a few reviews for this movie as well last night after watching it and a few of them mentioned that. Like, why wasn't that elaborated on? <laughs> because why did they put great, that in there? Because it's a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when John Cena appears in the movie as himself and there's no reason for it. Like, obviously all the Fred movies in which he appears as his dad but he's clearly just John Cena. Yeah. I do like it when films have a thing like we'll explain this but then they don't yeah it's like why does Isla Fisher wear gloves all the time does she have some kind of allergy to penises on her hands I don't know <laughs> the look on your face I was face. thinking maybe she's got eczema or something or like Clearly a weird you don't. hand tattoo <gasps> oh my god she doesn't have hands maybe she's got love and hate written on her knuckles maybe Sasha Baron Cohen pranked her <gasps> and he glued all of his pubes onto her hands no Ryan Sasha Baron Cohen's oh, method of pranking is trolling oh look she's talking dirty to them look at her go oh my what he's, he's under those gloves pants. asking awkward questions oh yeah oh she's talking shop to them yeah <sighs> I like how the, the, the counsellor chick loses it more than anyone. Mm. She's, like, really crazy she after this. She is corrupting Luigi. I really thought there was going to be a fight sequence in a later scene in which she sees the main counsellor woman of this group, and she's like, it's her! And then just goes like this. Rah! And I thought, oh, she's going to jump at her, right? No. <laughs> just jump from the ground floor up to the second floor. <laughs> no, it wasn't, like, a second floor. It was, oh, it was, she was but, of higher elevation. But she would have jumped, but it would have been, like, a leap across to tackle her. Like, it would have been that kind like of Like, out of a horror movie, like, ah! Yeah, that was going to be an intense... Here we go. You should get a watch with that pack. Um, you like my soul sister. Uh, you know what? They, they never, they're never friends. Mm. That's unfortunate, you know? Mm. Like, sometimes a movie's it's just shallow telling... female friendship, right? My wallet is closed. I do not want to shop. Now, have so we had cute. addictions before, guys? Have we also had to try and make it to rehab? And I said, no, no, no. Also, might I add, they use the rehab song in varying ways throughout this movie, which I really appreciate. Mm. After the sequence, you hear it as the elevator music, which is a nice little touch. See, I really like the surrealist humor, but guys... Have we had addictions before? Uh, Have we been addicted to something? No! Okay, That's what an addict says, Ryan. You can call me out on it. I was about to, but you answered it yourself. I'm a a self-aware addict. No, you just said it, Ryan. (laughs) I think I have a dependency on coffee, but that's probably the... That sounds like an addict. If I took you off coffee, would you shake? No, I wouldn't shake. I'd just be a bit grumpy at certain mm. points of the day. See, she's not really on a second floor. Like, she's on a high floor, but it's not uh. like a completely different... Like, she could easily just... Look, see? It's not oh, that Oh, you're high. right. See, maybe it's because I was... Mm, I don't know. She sniffed the shoe. Ew. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm Some all for sniffing like things, but like, come on. Should have licked it. Mm. Good oh, hair right now. Hugh Dancy, I agree. The bald guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bald. proud of you. Like, I like that black guy. He's Cinderella. bald. There's always some fancy do in movies like this. Like, well, uh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is a big do, and Well, you're not Devil a socialite. A big do. Well, there's in, always a big do. But there there has to be a because big climax at the big do. But this isn't the climax. This is halfway through the movie. Yeah, you're right. Actually, the climax is actually at a fancy auction. You're unraveling. 
Oh no. Oh, a tiny little thread. And is that how it happens? Uh, yeah, customers go, hey, look, there's a little pull in this. What happens if I pull it more? Now give me a discount because I fucked the garment. It's like, okay. They see a You have real hatred for people. I'm oh, asking no, if I've that's just, how I've it happens. Had, and you give me this help. story about, like, these fuckers. <laughs> and then poor Isla Fish is not even... She bought this herself, you know? Like, you know, with her own... Well, she's gonna, in debt. I thought this was going to be his <gasps> mum. For a reason, I really... beads go everywhere like that? That doesn't... That's how it happens. Okay. Beads, they're all over there, see? I thought this was going to be Hugh Dancy's mum, because I thought we are going to see his meet his mum. Yeah. But we never do, and I thought, oh, this is going to be how she meets the mum. No? Nope. I thought, oh, the mum's going to be someone weird, like Judy Dench or something, and I'm like, no. This woman's drunk, too? I don't know what's mm. happening. Uh, she, she I think she was already drunk. But she's so. just very excited. And then they were like, give me something too. Oh, John Lithgow. Can we talk about John for a sec? I love John. Mm. I, we can spare some time. He shows up. In everything. <laughs> Isn't it a really great comedy show right now that's Parks and Rec style comedy in which it's uh, doing those make a murder, make a murderer kind of documentaries yeah, yeah. in which like he's, he's been accused of murdering his wife. He's going through the whole court proceedings and everything and it's like a documentary crew following him. It's done like in the style of Parks and Rec and The Office and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny, actually. I wonder if you got that role based off his appearance on Dexter. No, it's based off his appearance in the movie Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone, oh, okay. in which he plays a serial... That is such a good But he was good a move. fucking creep in Dexter. He was oh, the only reason why... Like was he the, the guy... Yeah. Was he the guy that was covered in gum at the back of the school bus? In which? In Dexter. Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> no, the TV show Dexter, I never really liked it, but I followed it until a certain character died, but then I heard John Lithgow was in it as a villain. I'm like, oh, I've got to rewatch it. I've got to watch it now, and he was the only good part. I followed it until a certain character was having dreams about having sex with her brother, and I was like, that's it. I'm Spoiler out alert. Certain character. Incest does not get back going. Deb. But anyway. She's been on the show. Ooh, Dexter got The fucked. famous Miss Bloomwood, the waitress. I like the fact that they still ask her to be a waitress. Yes. And then she chucks food at everybody because... Don't you hate when you get trout on your tits? <laughs> like that woman? <laughs> oh, no! I got trout tit! No! No, no, no! Not I'm, again! No one's gonna fuck me now oh, that I got no. trout tits! <laughs> I love that she needs to be saved. Hey! Hugh Dancy was a waiter for a time. He stands up and is a real nice guy. <laughs> oh, now that's a good joke. Mm, give her to. <laughs> he no, wants actually, to fuck he's her. only doing this out of guilt because he didn't tell her that he was with Alicia. Wait a second. On IMDb, <laughs> there's Alicia. a. On IMDb, there's a section for this film talking about like its rating and like all the swears that are in it and stuff like that. I don't think they mention anything about no the whole swears. aphrodisiac thing. Well, that's not a swear. Well, no, Beck, no swearing. This film has four dams, a bitch, and I think some other swear word. Aww. It said so on IMDb. See, IMDb. It said it was 7 out of 10 family friendliness. Still get a parent. It would be a lot more harsh where I come from for it to be counted as swearing. Ryan, do you have something to say about this scene? I really do have something to say about this scene. This is a scene I can pinpoint where the momentum slows. Yeah. He says a line that I actually felt betrayed this movie a bit. This movie for a chick flick, if you're going to have to label that, I don't really see it as a chick flick as much. I think it's this is a pro, just a good romance. It has elements, but I can see it. Not it's a good really romance, a but it's also flick. just a good comedy for women and, I think and it's for guys. Well, yeah. I don't think it's chick flick as much, but this line here, this line here is the kind of line you'd hear Matthew McConaughey say, leaning against a post, where it's like, "She's not my girlfriend." 
she's not you cool. are she's not you mm. it's like this is like you know what i mean didn't feel right for his character to say this and like kiss like I, i'm sure they could kiss but like it was just such a weird moment and then you get this fade and now everything's changed <laughs> It's like now they always do this in movies. They kissed and now everything's happy. No, but no movie does it quite as well as Five Hundred Days of Summer, mm. where they've had sex the night before and Joseph Gordon-Levitt comes out and the song's playing and everybody's <sighs> around him and they're cheering and there's Disney birds. I mean, you can't get much better than Disney birds. <laughs> there's there's a, a pretty good flea market in this <laughs> movie, though, Ben. There's I don't a know. Facebook page called Birds Though, and I don't think you can get much better than Birds Though. <laughs> Look, it's birds, birds though. It's Smith though. Yeah, I love the fact that she could play it cool, but she doesn't. Like, like she's like, okay, her method of playing it cool is I will run, like obviously run, but also when it's he's in the elevator, montage. phone him because I'm not too sure if it's him, and not turn my phone off straight away. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing: in 2009, could we not turn our phones off? No, you could. Well, Ryan. You- <laughs> Yeah, surety from Beck's voice. No, no, we could, Ryan. I, I'm pretty sure I had a phone back in 2009. I could turn hey, it off. Ryan, you and until very recently, I too, but um, we have a phone that's older than 2009, and we did could you, Did it. I see you have one of those, like, unbreakable Nokias? Yeah. Before? Is that what you have? By the way, it's the Finnish... Not as old as the unbreakable. By the way, the Finnish guy in this movie worked for Nokia, by the way. No. He, he actually oh, yeah, said, they're like, right, the, yeah. this is um such and such from Nokia, so good representation, Nokia. Is Nokia a Finnish company? I hope so. No, it's Scandinavian. Oh, and the focus just tilted there to her. Oh, and it's going to go back and to him. The Batman theme. Oh, rest in peace, Adam West. The 60s Batman, because he knew Adam West died, even though he wasn't dead in 2009. It was a really transcendent movie. I like when things... Thank goodness ...mention something that's now inevitable. Now you toast. And then people are like, oh, it predicted it. I like her method is, is there turning my phone off? It's just press the button more and then run in slow-mo. Now, I did love this sequence here where they do exchange. Look at this. This yeah. is this is great. Look at him. Like, shock, but then her shock face, but just that. You know, Ryan, I was joking about that he looks like the boss, but he actually kind of does. He really yeah. does, but he's really tall. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. He's the tall version of the boss from The Incredibles. Yeah. But he's not... Oh, there you go. In a previous podcast, I had to explain to Bartek who Wallace Shawn was an ac- as an actor. He's the voice of the guy from The Incredibles, I remember, the boss. yeah, you used him as an example. Mm. I'm not happy. But what's his... What was the main character's name? Mr. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you know my identity. Oh, like Edna Mode. No. She wasn't the main character. The, oh. the Mr. Incredible guy. What's Bob? Bob. I'm not happy, Bob. I'm not happy, Bob. Yes. I'm not happy, Bob, because I'm Wolverine happy. as well. Fuck me. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it went, right? Okay. Could you imagine? For some reason, when you said, I'm not happy, Bob, it sounded like you said, I'm not happy, Bub, and then that made me think of Wolverine. Could you imagine Wallace Shawn's Wolverine? Like, you know how Hugh Jackman's retired now as Logan and Wolverine, he's mm. done. Oh, yeah? They need to re- they're going to replace him eventually. Could you imagine Wallace Shawn as Wolverine, where he's like, Look here, Cyclops, bub. <laughs> I'm not dead. He's like five foot four. And he's like, he's the actual height of Wolverine. That's actually pretty good. And he's like poking like his chin. Wolverine's and he's like, hey. five foot four? Wolverine's short in oh, the comics. Okay. That's why when Hugh Jack, you know, when people have flip outs about acting, actors being cast in certain roles, like when Hugh Jared Jackman's Leto tall, was he? cast, huh? Hugh Jackman's tall, isn't he? He's tall. He's six foot 
four, th- two or three or something. He's, he's pretty tall. Wow. And also, nobody really knew him as an actor. So they're like, who the fuck is this Hugh Jackman guy? We don't want this guy working as, as the Wolverine. Like, they should get Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. I don't know what you want about. <laughs> I, I like yeah, that's why I'm saying he should be the next one for eight. He should be every Marvel character now. <laughs> this is yes. where we get a hint of what her career actually should be, this Rebecca Bloomfield character, because everybody gets swept up in the romanticisms of a writer, I want to be a writer. She should be a stylist. This girl needs to be a stylist. No. She's talking to a fashion magazine editor like she knows what you know like she knows her shit better than this mag- magazine editor is might i add i love the fact that the deal that she gets offered is worse than the deal that she currently has yes, but that's it's like fashion. 500 words once a month in the magazine while she's doing like a thousand words every like week or two weeks in oh, this other magazine Carrie Bradshaw from sex in the city can live in a you know a stylish new york we apartment get it. 500 words for month we get it you are a real fan of miranda in that show <laughs> <laughs> that's another one my she- parents loved sex in the city until a certain point i can't remember what point i think it's once Carrie gets a proper relationship. They're yeah. like, oh, fuck off. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because my parents are like, oh, we like the slut one. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Samantha. Samantha's... I like Samantha and Miranda because they are hardworking and they achieve and like, what they set out to do. And they're like, and we don't really care for the other one. <laughs> okay, guys. this right now, she looks like she's wearing a frilly 80s pillowcase. But you know what I like? You know, unlike a film Vampire Academy. You know, unlike the film Vampire Academy, in which in that film there's a big... This is true, Ben. Yeah. In the film Vampire Academy that came out in 2014, there's a big moment in which this character is like, oh my god, that's my dress. And they're not showing you the dress in the shop. And they're like, oh my god, it's her dress. Like, this is so you. And they get her the dress. This does not flatter her. No, but it's what Kristen Ritter wants. The waist uh, on it is too low. If it was like two inches higher, it would be short. (laughs) She'd look like a little cupcake. Tough shit. They have she to make it fit prota- a homeless woman she's somehow. She's the protagonist in this film. They should have made this dress fit her better. No, but this is Kristen... more than anything else in the whole film. Well, prepare to be bothered by Vampire Academy's use of dresses, because this is true, <laughs> this is true, right? This main character in Vampire Academy, the actress throughout the movie wears very nice outfits, like very... You're appealing outfits for her figure and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, oh my god, this dress, it's so you. Wow. And then and then the dress that they show you in Vampire Academy a few is things later, yeah. a boring black dress that doesn't show off her cleavage or hips, nothing. It was just a normal black dress that was really boring in comparison to everything else that she's done. Well, in this movie where they're like, hey, this is the dress that she needs. I actually believe it. See, this is a step up in terms of that, where when she wore that purple pillowcase dress, I go, you know what? Yeah, I can see why why they say this works because for Isla Fisher. Because like <laughs> she does look like Daphne, but it really works. Also, might I add, can we give a clap to this woman here who plays Nina Van Horn in the Ooh. TV show Just Shoot Me? She's fantastic in this film. I could she see is her... my favourite character. I don't know what that is, Ryan, but I could see her playing a character that has Van in her name. Did you never watch, um... Uh, you never watched Just Shoot Me? No. Well, Just Shoot Me is about fashion as well, fashion magazine, and she plays the party, like, the fashionista party bitch from, like, who used to... She looks like Edna from uh, In the Incredibles as well. She does! (laughs) Except tall! There are tall Incredibles in this film. But at the same time, yeah, but... uh, 
Nina Van Horn's character is one of the best characters in Just Shoot Me, with David Spade's character Finch. They hate each other but love each other. But she plays like the older woman vixen type. <laughs> there we go, picks her up and takes <laughs> so, her. Don't worry, he does it later. But um, <laughs> it was so great to see her in this movie because she plays Nina Van Horn types, where she plays this older vixen woman, kind of like a a more mature, rounded version of Jennifer Coolidge. Where Jennifer Coolidge plays MILFs a lot, while she plays man eaters. Um, and it's great to see her in this movie playing a shopaholic herself because I've seen her in lots of things playing the fashion type because she used to be a model too and all that stuff. So it's kind of neat to see her turn up in this movie. It's just the weird thing is, this movie reminds me a lot of a film we did on the show before. The opening credit sequence really did too. A film called Bride Wars. Mm. Um, mm. and this film reminds me of that film quite a lot, but without, with less tetchiness, which and is kind can. of nice. Oh, what? Tetchiness. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't know what being tetchy is? Not really, no. It's kind of being bitchy. Okay. Mm. That's the best way. It's just, just maliciousness. Maliciousness. Okay. So, it's an English word. I'll teach it to you one day. So, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's what I kind of appreciate about this as a chick flick as well is... You know, when her and her friend have their little feud thing, it doesn't last too long. It's not the central focus of the film. I hate watching... I think as a guy, one of the turn-offs of watching a chick flick is the supreme amount of vanity that they have in their characters, which this character does have. So, mm. But the thing I hate is the the kind of tetchy bitchiness that you get from something like Sex in the City. Even though Sex in the City, when it first started out, just the same as Desperate Housewives, was played for comedic sake, like the yeah. satirization on this type. It's about togetherness of women too, whereas Desperate Housewives pitches women against each other. Yeah, but it's also a comedy to start with. You know like, what? But, but then both of them, both Sex and City and Desperate Housewives kind of become what they were satirizing mm. in the end, and it's kind of like, t- you forgot what t- you were about. A TV show that I have watched that had something like that was, uh, I love Chris Lilly, but when he did the Jamae show, yeah. I, I kind of felt like, I kind of felt that with the show. I felt like, I loved it. I know I, those Jemaine girls. was great in Summer Heights High, but when she had her own show, it just was I liked, too uncomfortable. I, 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 liked I liked having it. other characters to like break up the pace. Yeah. I, I liked Jamae in the you other two shows. You needed that relief. I actually really liked her as her own character, because I know that character oh, in real oh, life too. Oh, here we go. Well. Oh, about I mean, to hit the fan. Here it is. Oh my god, it's the boss. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love that the interview with Chick just lets it keep going. She's like, all right, let's let this keep going. I also love his outfit. His tie, his pants. It's like he's the opposite of Isla. I like, I like uh, Dancy right now. He's all smiley and yay. And then, uh, uh-oh, happening? John Goodman just poked his finger at Joan Cusack. He just pointed, yeah. Ryan. Also, I, I read that um the Derek Smith character is apparently a, a kind of mix of two characters from the books. Apparently, uh, the, one of the debt collectors in the books was this guy. Um, I think his who was her ex-boyfriend. No, no, I think he was the actual guy with the name Derek Smith, and he was like actually a nice guy who helped her, and like oh. she really sympathized with the fact that she was like making his life hard by dodging. Yeah. Um, and then there was another character. I think his name was like. No wonder she didn't bring him home. I love that line. It's my favorite line. I think. <laughs> Um, I think his name was like something Gavin and he was like the asshole one and they kind of mixed him like they took the name Derek Smith and the character of this Gavin guy and like put him together I also noted in one of the reviews I don't know if it's one I included they're like and why did they have to make Luke Brandon her boss I'm like wait what was he before I should have read the book I'm an idiot I should have done the hard research on this I know a lot about Isla Fisher she's five foot one that's a fact Mm. 
She has a couple of kids. You know, another fact. Two she, fact. She um, went back to work uh, like a few months to do this film a few months after giving birth. Good on her. And she's alive. <laughs> okay, Marshak. Yes. Was that your Borat impersonation? No, it was your Bruno. I got it. Nailed that one down. Chemical acid. Bruno doesn't talk about wives. I know. He's gay. <laughs> What are you trying to say, Ryan? Uh, you know, why haven't they... You know, at the same time, you know what you brought up before about has she been in a Sasha Baron Cohen movie? I'm kind of happy that they haven't done a big project well, together because they're always vanity projects. Maybe that would be the thing for her career, that you think her career, you know, it needs a bit of a kick. <sighs> maybe, maybe that would be it. Maybe she should... You know what I love? I'm still pissed at her, though, for choosing that purple pillow slip over the bridesmaid dress, when she clearly should have worn the bridesmaid uh, dress back. I thought you got to be upset that she's doing IGN ads now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> As herself. Like, they make a big deal about, like, she's this really stuck-up actress. She's doing something for her homeland. You're talking about the internet gaming network, IGN? No. And she's weighing bank. in on the fact that she's always cast as a dickhead, oh. so she's just, you know, playing that role still. She's doing all these bank ads, she right? She could do something she, really She's okay. doing them as herself, as, like, this prissy actress that needs to be doing other things with her time. Well, and she's I just... not anymore. Like, they're, they're not doing them anymore. They've oh, I saw, someone else I, oh, I saw them... I saw an ad of the hers recently when I went to the cinema. So maybe they're still playing them because it's Isla Fisher. But I just went like this. When I see those ads, I, I, I go like this. Yeah, that's not the Isla Fisher I know. Yeah. Like, yeah that's not Isla. Like, like, you know when you get that about certain people? Like, when you hear something bad about someone you really like, like when you find out Jim Carrey's an anti-vaxxer, I just go like this. Nah, that's not the Jim Carrey I know. That's not, that's not the mask. Mm. She grabbed a penis in Wedding Crashers. <laughs> This is not the Isla I know. No, the Isla I know would have done it happily. <laughs> With a oh. smile and everything. Oh, boy. Why is she not going oh to boy. fuck, boy? <laughs> Beck is smiling so hard. <laughs> What's wrong, Beck? Shit. You don't know. <laughs> you're you're realising your life choices. And you're like, man, I shouldn't have waited it over so I, I a year and a half. I may have asleep around this point last night. Oh, no, How could you fall asleep to that face? That, yeah. that melted oh, cupcake face? So Sad. What a sad pillowcase. Oh, I think now, this is the same. Now she even really has tears on her pillowcase. Here's her best friend who's about to be all like, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. And guess what? Nice shoes. Bitch, you fucked up. Perfect timing. The fates have aligned. You're exposed even to the people who Can are closest Kristen to you. Can Christina please brush her hair in the scene? Hey, it's windy. Leave hey, all the fish is in the wind. Yeah, but she's a protagonist. She's got like a... Oh, like you got me there. hired especially... You got me there. Her. You nailed me there. I mean, long neck should have not brushed her hair. You're right. Mm. I'm so, I keep calling her long neck. Am long I neck right? has to brush her own hair and she's she, got more things to worry about. Am I right? right? She now. does have a long neck, yeah. She's... And they're all crying. She's crying. Kristen Ritter's crying. We're all crying. You know what Kristen Ritter reminds me of? Especially with the lips and the long neck and the features. She reminds me of a character from a Wallace and Gromit uh, short. You know, she'd be someone that Wallace would date. <gasps> Yeah, she looks a little bit like a, and I don't mean to have the negative connotation of this word, but she looks kind of like a morphed version of uh, Uma Thurman from Pulp Fiction. You're She's just right. got very very plump lips and black hair and, and porcelain skin. Hair. Why does it have to be black hair, Ryan? Huh? Why does it have to be black hair, Ryan? Because Pulp Fiction. Oh, okay. You just mentioned it. What are you on about? And she always has black hair when I see her. One time she's had blonde hair. She's like Zoe. Dutch. She's kind of like the, yeah. I've seen, her, I've seen her with blonde hair and something. It's like she's the evil version, the the more aggressive version of Zoe Deschanel as an actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zoe they always. Deschanel. I feel like they compete for roles a lot. 
Maybe. She because could. they both have fringes. But Kristen Ritter's got a lot more grunt to her than Zoe Deschanel. Oh, clearly you haven't watched but, The Happening. But she was <laughs> but she was not in Yes Man. Was Zoe Deschanel? I'm pretty sure she was the love interest. I've never watched <laughs> Yes Man. Yeah, I think she was the love interest. Is that an unappreciated sure? masterpiece? I think so. It's a true story. So yeah, yeah it can be unappreciated. No. Go, the man gets all now, reflected. Now, this is the last time we see John Lithgow, so let's give him a big round of applause. You were the best part of everything you've ever been in, John. He really is. He's one of those actors. John Lithgow is one of those actors that's the best part of everything he's in, including this. Nah, he's only little in this, but like, he is good when you see him. You go, yeah. The other John's the best in this. John Goodman. Good man. I love how he's pointing, like, you know, this is point acting You're here. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'll I keep my hand. I like. What? I like that this character is like built up to be an asshole. But he's the nicest he's, guy. He's actually pretty down to sort of down to earth, well, despite being really high in a skyscraper. I really thought to myself, when that creepy guy with the combed over hair and glasses, like, oh no, we're getting a phone call from him. He only gives us hate. I was like, well, I don't know if I should trust this guy. And then you're right, right? You shouldn't trust him because John Lithgow is someone you should trust. My favorite John Lithgow. He was great in Dexter, but obviously his breakout best performance is. Dick Solomon in uh, Third Rock from the Sun. He is the best part of that show. As is, but also Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that show with a girl's haircut because he had long yep. hair. Yeah, I love um. And we in Bride Wars had um, Sally Solomon as my favorite character in Bride Wars as Anne Hathaway's uh, uh, maid of honor. Yeah. <laughs> Who's oh, right. A real yeah. bitch. Who's also uh, yeah. Ivana Humpalot in uh, Austin Powers Two. Uh, Spy Who Shagged Me Ivana Humpalat And John Lithgow is also a great voice actor So it's always good to see him playing Like a nice guy in this movie I'm very mm. happy for him You know, He's one of those actors that I, He's also very tall So him with Isla Fisher It's kind of like ha, ha, ha. He could lift her Look at all this white shit they put on the ground Fucking semen, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? They're near the sea Did she, just pull, she just pulled that book out from under her top what? She's poor. She has books in She's her. She's not poor. They just bought an RV. They're now they don't tired. have any money. <laughs> they spent uh, well, it all. To give their daughter who doesn't deserve it because she doesn't know how to... Anyway. See, this was a bit. This is the bit that picked up in the movie for me because I really did like that this sequence happened. You know, John Goodman, his character does. It feels right for him to do this. You know, him and 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 John Cusack. This was actually a little moment that gave me. You might have been asleep for this, Beck, but this moment actually gave me a good amount of emotional resonance. And I went, you know what? This is the moment in which her character is going to start to change. I really like that because we want to and that. You know, she doesn't, still doesn't understand that objects don't define you. I yeah. love the whole. It does nothing defines me. It's like Fight Club. Yeah. In Fight Club, that's a lot of the motto too. That the main character thinks objects define him. Does John Goodman tell him otherwise? No, yeah, Brad Pitt tells him otherwise. Turning liposucked fat into soap. That's the no. Well, you don't know what John Goodman's Club. doing in the behind the scenes. Wow, that's true. And that RV, like, I mean. What what else have we seen happen in RVs and TV recently? I'm You're thinking, right. Robin Williams went on an amazing yes! journey with oh Josh God. Hutchinson. So good. And Jojo. <laughs> Jojo. Oh, my fucking God. I went to work. I, I went to this... um. I was working for a while, and there was this extremely gay man I was working with. <laughs> and his name was Richard. No, this is oh, different to much. There was this guy who was our age, and he was like... 
I love Jojo and Porcelain Black. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are. And like, and he looked at me dead serious with a cigarette limp in his mouth in a singlet. And he just went to me, how the fuck don't you know who Jojo is? And I'm like, I don't know who Jojo is. He goes, she is one of the greatest musicians of our generation. And I'm like, I don't know who she is. And then I found out she's in RV yeah. with Robin Williams as the daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Jojo. That's why they give her a little sing-song feature at the end. And when I came back to him, I'm like, oh, I saw her in RV. And he goes, shut up <laughs> about that movie. That's a stain on her career. And I'm like, oh. Wow, I would have called that <laughs> a working, highlight, but all right. Working with Robin Williams is always a stain on Ooh, my now career. Now she's all mean, so she's wearing black. And she's, she's got mean. lips that mm. are painted redder than and usual. And she talks like this. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, we're watching this with something. I like how Isla Fisher's hair's calmed down in this sequence. Yes, so she's, so she's let it down a little bit. I, <laughs> I did love, I don't know if you had this, Bartek, but there's a bit here where she says with her incredibly thick accent, um, uh, opportunity. <laughs> and I said to my girlfriend watching this, did she just say opportunity? And I was given the reply of, she meant opportunity, but maybe her accent gave it a H. And then later on, John Goodman or John Cusack both said, oh, it was your opportunity. And I'm like, <laughs> so they did acknowledge this. Like, I thought it was just something that just, like, oh, the actress just has a thick accent. She's English, I think, as well. Like, she's in lots of things. But, you know, she... Affordable fashion. I can speak French. I came first in French in my yeah, year of school ready. because I didn't give a shit. You know why I didn't give a shit? I Ryan, just over-exaggerated accents. And my teacher went, you're nailing the accent. That's, that's like the that's hard the part. That's the French way. Fuck you, I am French. Oh, Ryan, hey, miss, how do I say we surrender? Ryan, that was disgusting. You came first? I should have come last. I should let disgusting. the others first. I We're talking be... about a fantastic film here. This bit with the cake. You're talking right about here. French. I like this bit with the cake because what I think really does resonate in the movie is the humor. What I like about this over something like Bride Wars and The Devil Wears Prada and stuff like this, and this really does resonate with the actors that you have here: John Goodman, Joan Cusack, Isla Fisher. These ones in the scene. All of these actors are really good at doing kind of absurdist, physical, surreal-like comedy and making it work in a in a realistic environment. You know what I mean by that? Like that little cake joke, Joan Cusack's face and how much effort mm -hmm. she's putting in. And, you know, John Goodman is also one of these actors who's really good at comedic roles in an absurd fashion. He's just because... face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gave another one! He's getting another one! I like that the mum right the now is wearing that little vest. vest thing from the flea market. And he was looking at the camera! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's got lazy eyes, so that's not oh, his fault. Okay. But um, you know, Isla Fisher as being married to Sasha Baron Cohen, obviously, but has great comedic abilities as well. But even before then, you know, I think that this movie really nails down a, a good weird comedic sense. You know, when she has that little scene where she's trying to get the letter, or yeah. her and Kristen Ritter's whole entire the friendship. Where she, comedy elements. The goofball comedy elements really lift this film above the rest in terms of things. Because films like Bride Wars tried to do that, but then didn't follow through on it a lot of the time. That was the weakness of that, one well, of the weaknesses of the film for me. It's still it was an unappreciated, It was an unappreciated masterpiece, sure, but like, that was a weak part. It's like, okay, they got Anne Hathaway died you know, like, bright orange and she's doing a strip dance or whatever. Keep going, keep going. No? Okay, that's it. But this film is like, hey, you know how Isla Fisher has, a, like, 
you know, this obsession with fashion. Let's just keep nailing this to a higher and higher degree until eventually it's like, this is kind of like a Greek tragedy story, except for without death at the end. <laughs> or incest, you know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Beck's a big fan of incest. Awful. That's why she kept watching Dexter. And, and Ryan, of no. course, no Greek. <laughs> what? You're not a fan of incest? No, that's why I stopped watching Dexter. It got too weird. I stopped watching it because I never liked it in the first place. Oh. I, the reason I watched Dexter, this is true, Bardic. You've never watched it. You know, it's about a serial killer who kills serial killers, right? Well, and of course, I, I know. And he works for the police. And I know. The, the uh, only reason I watched the show was because I don't like him as a main character, Dexter. Like, I hate him. Like, you know, sometimes you need an unlikable character as your main character. We've had that in this movie. She's a bit of an unlikable character, but I like her. In Dexter, it was like, I hate him so much. The only character I like was one other detective. Um, I can't remember his name. He was like the only one who saw through his shit because he just hated this guy. He's like, I hate him. There's something weird about him. And then like two, three seasons in, this character dies, and then the show's just like, okay, where does we do? Where do we go now? I don't know. Serial killer of the season. That's what we do. Surprise, yeah. motherfucker. And then John Lithgow turns up, and he's like, he's like, I'm a family man. He's the worst one. He's the best one. Though. Like, no, as in, like, a serial killer. Oh, yeah. Like, he's the scariest one. But they kind of get on <laughs> for a yeah, bit. I know, it's freaky. Oh, look, it's God. God's Shut up. And forward to all employees. And then look at this. Send. And he's just focused on him for that a little, little bit. smile right there. Uh, you didn't even like, acknowledge the first thing where he up. looked left, he looked right, and then he knew. All right, I know what to Brandon do. Communications. Worst type of communications. I don't want to communicate with Brandon. Brick. Oh, he took her with him been fashionable since 2009 hey hey you know look at her she i'm glad that she's hey ryan what's the tie pointing at the tie his tie that he's wearing what's it pointing at Jacket his neck yeah well. whose i feel like they spent a lot of the budget on the first like 12 outfits for isla fisher and well no it's the whole idea is like she's going into this world of dorks that don't know how to dress right oh, okay. he and does but he chooses willingly not to because he's crazy like that I mean, that woman's dress or skirt looks pretty nice. It's beige. Look now, at that bin. It's very clean. I mean, it could, be, it could be neater with the bin bag, like, even, but whatever. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. They Props spent so much of the budget. They spent so much of the Ryan, budget on the bin bags of the first half of the movie. Be quiet sure. or I'll put you in that bin. Okay. <laughs> I love this. What did you call me? Is this a race joke? Oh, good. I'm glad that they included that in there. Well, Ryan, his name is Freak, so he's not used to being called bad names. names. He's being called <laughs> Dr. Freak. D-Freak, right? I love his face here. <laughs> John Goodman's face is a gift to the I, I like the four... Fa- well, it was technically three because there was a cut, but... Oh, was that him at the front? Yeah. Who? He forwarded it to God. all the employees. Oh, yeah, God. God's the first one at the door. I didn't of course notice that yesterday. Oh, I did. He's, he's pretty much one of the only guys there. This mannequin has a face. <laughs> I love the dad selling things. Delicious. I love how I'll give you $30 to get away from... I see, he's a sports... He is really sports player, which I imagine he is. He's a good actor. I thought he was really good in this movie. Like, that line there, I thought, yeah, that's a really catty little line. Like, mm. I'll give you $30 to get away <laughs> yeah. from my table. And he does it with such surety. I'm very proud of him. Like, you know, get in more movies, dude. You know, like, I'd love to see you. Weird, weird thing to say. I feel like he could be the real version of Shaquille O'Neal in the Adam Sandler movies. You know how Shaquille O'Neal's in Adam Sandler movies and he's not very good? Which ones have he been in? Grown Ups 1 and 2? Haven't seen them. Oh, you're fucking missing out. (laughs) There's a great podcast called The Worst Idea of All Time in which these guys watch Grown Ups 2 once a week, every week for an entire year. 
and talk about it. And then they moved on to your favorite, um, Beck, Sex and City 2. Yes. The one where they go to, was it Saudi Arabia or somewhere? Should be called We All Got Botox 2. Hey, hey, hey. You should see it though. The hey. movies, they, their faces become more and more different each movie. It's hey, crazy. hey, 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 Mr. So is it a blank se- wood, whatever, the husband? Oh, Big. Mr. Big, they're all so is, stupid names. He sex, looks the same. Is Sex and the City 2 a sequel or is the title actually like Sex and the City 2? No, no, no. No, it's, it's, it's a sequel. Is in, like, numeral Here's the idea of Sex and the City 2. Hey, let's take these dumb bitches and the city too to a Saudi Arabian like country how much and see how they go. It was three hundred dollars. It was originally one hundred and fifty, uh, and then it becomes three hundred in this bidding. Three hundred. Now doesn't it go for a little bit more? No, I'm thinking. I the dark haired lady on the phone gets it. No, it's the blonde haired lady. But little do we know. It's actually him all along. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Did you? Well, clearly not. <laughs> I like how she grabs her like. Why do people do that when they're excited? Like, bunch up all their hair and have it on their heads and be like, Ooh! That's weird. What? When people do that. It's like, why would you mess up your hair? This is your moment. You want to look nice. This is why your wouldn't you, moment. Why don't you violently fist bump and pull out your tongue and go, Aah! Yeah, but that doesn't mess up my hair. But uh, wouldn't that be funny? It is funny. Would you go lol? Are you making fun of the New Zealand culture? They do that quite a lot, don't Bartek. Do it with yellow. It's would cute. you lol, Ryan, if that happened? Yeah, I would lol. Yes. La. And, and then if someone were like, ew, would you go soz? I would say soz. Yeah. Soz is one of my favorite ways to not actually say I'm sorry. It's, like it's sorry, the most, not sorry. It's the most apathetic apology you could ever give. Yeah. It's like, can you soz. imagine Could you imagine you getting like a, a doctor's report? A doctor comes up to you and is like, hey, Beck, you have... Hey, about the nudity in this film. Look at those mannequins. They are stark, bare, naked. Far out. Stark and bare. Do you say... And naked? Far out! I'm. I was. I was really concerned that I wasn't looking at John Goodman close enough when you uh, said he nudity. Just, he just kissed her forehead. Is that some kind Did of ritual? Did you know, Beck, that in this sequence he is given the nine thousand dollars and whatever all in coins? Yes, coins. I did know that. Now, did you know, legally, he is allowed to refuse that payment and and actually demand bills. No, really? that's not right. No, he can The can't. trivia said that he can refuse it, but it will legally be considered paid off. Oh, good. So uh, does that mean she keeps all of her money then? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he doesn't want to do that. Yeah, so he yeah, has to accept so it. So he has to accept that. I found that... I had her boobs on point in this particular scene here. I don't know why this day was like, hey, you know, let, let's, let's really work it in this particular scene. Just a for... plunging neckline and probably a decent bra. Yeah, that's it. But, like, in other scenes... I like the little pig. Look at the pig. Hi, pig. She has several of them in Hi. there, actually. You know, I like how... <laughs> Beck's talking to the pig. We're like, <laughs> no, her boobs are, like, fashion. Beck's like, hi, oh, pig. and as if the pink hi, bridesmaid pig. dress wasn't bad enough, there are more. But he's like, like the me. ugly stepsisters from Cinderella. Here's the thing that annoys me. They don't have the colourful underfrills no, like no, no, she they're does. they're not the matron of honour. Like I really like... Yeah, but, the, you know, they're using And match. the little spotty jacket. Oh. No, no, she rings that herself. She takes it off in a second, Beck. Yes. You want to know something I really like? What? It's about Beck. We've gone this whole episode of her complaining about retail stuff, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who complain about being paid in all these, like, millions of coins. Oh, no, I do. Being... I do oh, get you paid do? in... Yes. Yes. Like in jars and jars of coins? Count for, no, it's someone counting out $4 worth of five-cent pieces and being like, oh, hang on, I think I have more. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, paying off a huge change. Oh. Like, or paying taxes or I something. I have people who will lay by an item, say, for $300, so they put a 20% deposit down on it, and they come back week after week paying, like, $5 and $10. It's like, why don't you just wait three weeks and pay me 
$20. Because it'll be gone by then. No, it won't be gone by then. It's labelled. It's got their name on it. We've set it aside for them because yeah, they put a deposit on it. Maybe they don't want to. Stupid. That everyone should be like me. Before I came to your house, uh, to your studio, walking cupcakes all in a row. Look at him go. <laughs> that was a rap. <laughs> Did you know Beck's a rapper? <laughs> she goes under the her, name Becky Schroes. Beyonce has I thought you said her Beyonce. Hair, she I did too. Thank you. No, Beyonce's hair is High five. <laughs> we all thought you said her Beyonce. I'm like, I would also want a Beyonce. Well, he was I, putting a ring on it. So. I know that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really aggressive laugh. But I think you were saying something. I don't yeah, know what I, um, you were on Before I came to the studio where we record these episodes... Um, I went to a Hungry Jack's to buy a little... A HJ's, treat, yeah. A little HJ, not to be confused with a BJ. Um, Gobbies, yeah. <clears throat> I went to HJ's and <laughs> it's, it's a cold day today. Don't give was, Gobbies back. Come I think on. it's like seven degrees Celsius today. And yeah. I walked in and like, oh, there was no one around. And then the lady, the cashier came up to me. He's like, hey, what do you want? And like, you know, really friendly. I'm like, um, on this f- cold day, I, want, I foolishly want a storm. <laughs> did you say that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> a and storm is nice like, cream. Oh, there's like a McFlurry thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like the Hungry, ja- the, the bu- hungry Jack's oh, or on, Burger everybody, King. Everybody, mannequin. Yeah. Ready? Oh, creepy mannequin. I'm kind of turned on by them, actually. Some people, some people have that fetish. Imagine. Yeah, I was about Manic- to say Yeah, there's a great episode of Seinfeld dedicated to Do you know what that. they're doing? They're doing the window girl, th- like the, the thing that girls in the windows in Amsterdam do. They're like, look at me. Yeah, I know. I've, I know. got their chests up. Beck, we get it. You worked in Amsterdam for I a while. Not. Calm down. <laughs> oh, you said, I did. And I'm like, oh, really? And then, oh, <laughs> oh. So you got a foolishly got a cold item for a cold day. I said, could I foolishly have yeah. a storm? Yeah. And they said, foolishly, no. Did you get some fries? Cold days are good for fries, or fries are good for Bartek cold days. Bartek doesn't apply his logic to ours in the no, real I, world. No, I've wanted, I've just wanted one for a few weeks. Hey, what's with all these stores having these weird um, stacks? Yeah, I thought that's a really... It's for, art, for right? Vais Saint Laurent, sorry. No, right. I also speak gibberish. Um, oh. They are a weird window display. They're a bit... I don't know, just sort of streamline if they're normal thing. Maybe it was a 2009 thing. No, it was a, it's a, I love that face she has for That should have been, been the end of the movie. <laughs> you kept that and Little did credits. I know, I actually didn't think the movie was going to end here. <laughs> like, I actually thought, okay, there's still got a few things to pick up. But no, no, the movie ends on a scarf. But then, foolish me, what the credits still have things to show back, don't they? Mm-hmm. Now, Dancing. Except I missed them last night because I well, you but I get to see them fuck. now. Don't Thank swear, Ryan. Guys. I'm so angry at Beck. This Last time she didn't explicit. even watch the movie. This hey, time she hey, fell asleep. Hey, I did asleep. a bit better this time. Come on. I made it 45 minutes in. No, I'm kidding. You made it longer that time. This time. This hour, mm. This is like Hugh Dancy. I don't know. He's an actor that hit or miss for me. You know? He always looks like he's on the verge of tears. He looks like someone who really needs to shave or really needs to grow a beard, but he's always in between. <laughs> like you know what I mean like at him here just shave or grow the beard damn it yeah. I know you're trying to be scruffy but you can't do it son you know who can do scruffy real well John Goodman <laughs> maybe it should be him playing this role scruffy and he's still the dad John Goodman John Goodman plays uh, a dual role you know, it's a nice kiss. kiss it's a nice kiss but you know what I like about this kiss shoes Yeah. and then uh oh does this indicate that she's not over it yet it winked, which is creepy. Oh, that was a cute smile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
She's a cute girl. If I was him, though, I'd notice that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it actually happened, though, Ryan. No, it actually happened. She well, looks. He's just too busy being on like. Blah, blah, and the movie ends with a scarf. Scarf. But then, uh oh, we get told she's now a Mary man. Green. She's she's kind of like she should have been in the Wizard. Oh, she he shakes. He lifts her, her up again. again. We never find out what his story was. Why is there? Oh my God! He's oh a dog. A dog. The damn Scandinavians Hi. are feeding that dog chocolate. Damn it. Finland. This is my oh, friend, and she's a very famous prostitute. Oh yay! Yay! Kiss the glove. Well, wouldn't you kiss the prostitute's glove? Woohoo! Beck. You don't know where that glove's been. Beck, come on! You just talked about Amsterdam. See, look, they got the the fan back. I'm very happy about that. And he's dancing. Yeah, the fan is cute. You dancing? Just her earrings look like little red coat soldiers. Oh god! Yeah. This is oh, what you missed. This is what you missed. This is the best part. He's like, oh, it's a wonder. <laughs> And that's the last thing you see. And you know what the best part is? That wasn't even Joan Cusack spinning him. No, just yeah. some that was another girl woman. in very tall boots. Here's the best part about that. He was doing that move so hard and fast. I couldn't see his face. And like, who's that fat woman <laughs> doing that dance? Because his hair was kind of a woman's cut a little bit. So I was like, who's that obese woman doing a big dance? I don't know. Is that like a character I missed? And then it was like so spot on the ground. Like, oh, it's, it's John Sully. Goodman. No, it's Walter from Big Lebowski. <laughs> Might I add, just before we start reviews, honestly, he should have got an Oscar nomination for his performance in Big Lebowski. Sometimes comedic... <laughs> no, sometimes no, comedic performances get Oscar wins, like Kevin Klein in uh, this... Um, um, oh, something... What was it? Um, oh, the, the one about fish. It's about Wanda. Something about Wanda. A fish oh, called a Wanda. A fish called Wanda. Wanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With he Jamie got, he, Yeah, and he won... Kevin Klein won an Oscar for that comedic performance where he plays the douchey American... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that? I feel John Goodman could have easily have it's won John his... Cleese in that movie? Yes, yes. he wrote it. Yes. <laughs> and so is Michael Palin. Yes, and oddly yes, enough, yes. a young Stephen Fry appears. Oh, I really want to watch it again. Well, you should. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've seen it multiple it's times. It's very good. Yeah, I know. Um, now, we're going to get to our reviews and ratings. I'm going to leap straight off the bat here. Confess! I... Oh God, I confess, Lord. I love Isla Fisher, and I love Confessions of a Shopaholic. This movie is a pleasant little surprise. I at first was worried that maybe I had my nostalgia goggles on before watching it, thinking, hmm, and I actually spent a lot of the time thinking to myself, come on, Ryan, there must be a reason why this is unappreciated, and trying to look for reasons not to like it initially, but then I just got swept up in the magic of it all, and there is points in the movie that I brought up that weigh it down, and the three reasons that I brought up are reasons that it is not as popular, but I think those are superficial reasons for a movie that deals with super, with the superficial nature mm-hmm. of people, but is actually not superficial. And the first reason, well, you know, it's a problem with the banks. Yeah, and but that's a time period thing. So, like, the recession happened, but look at the movie now through the current lens. It's, it's, it's a timeless story of, you know, how vanity, ego... Lying are all bad things to be filled up with, and that you can lose your way. And I think it's a good message. I yeah. think that Isla Fisher, this is her defining role in her career next to that of Wedding Crashes, but Wedding Crashes is a small bit role, and this is her leading woman role. And I think it's a good one. I think she should do more. I think that there should be more chick flicks kind of like this one. Uh, I like the characters, I liked the story itself, and I actually do 
I actually, you know, I would like to see this character again, maybe somewhere down the line, because this is a series of books. I would like to see what happens to her. I'm interested they're in not, her. They're not direct adaptations, but I would like to see a sequel. I would like to see a follow-up of her. I think it's a it's a great. I do like the little bit character actors they got in there, like the woman who plays Nina Van Horn, John Goodman, Joan Cusack. is always a pleasure to see in a film. And you know, this was a Touchstone Pictures film, I just remember. So it's so Disney. Di- Disney has the money. So mm. next time, they're going to do, like, Confessions of a Shopaholic 2. Ep- no, episode two, Return of the Isla. You know, like, <laughs> and then it's, it's, she's not in it, it's Amy Adams. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if I had to give this movie a rating, I feel I have to give it something sweet. I have to give this movie a nice... A nice review on Yelp. <laughs> like, a nice positive <laughs> star okay. rating on Yelp. Okay. <laughs> You know, like, I feel like this is the kind of movie that, that there is no Yelp review for this because it's a movie. <laughs> but this movie's like a... This movie's so sweet and sincere that I would be that one person on Yelp that gives a nice comment about something because Yelp's full of meanies. And IMDb's full of nice people. Yes, you, you should have given this movie Tomatoes, a nice handshake. I give this movie a nice review on Yelp. That's what I give it. And a handshake while giving a thumbs up at the same time. Aww. I give it two out of five money box pigs. That's a good one. So what's your that review? That are filled with five-star reviews. Well, I just... I mean... I, I haven't... I take issue with the way it makes light of such big problems. Because yeah. just, like, mm. overspending is a big issue for a lot of people. Mm. And, you know, the very end where the mannequin's like, hey, do you want this? And she winks at it. it it's kind of like, did you learn? Lady, did you learn anything at all just then? It's an ambiguous it's ending. It's like, oh, you know, now I've got a man, so maybe I will come and... But, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. really so, with that. They so what was it... Yes. And despite all that, what was it about this film that made you just love it? Yeah, despite all the flaws. It's bright and colourful. Mm. It's like, fun. And that's why it's It's very the cute. And, the, you know, the, the, the parents are good characters. I love a film where the parents are really cute and yeah. accepting and just warm and funny and sweet Yeah, like they're not that. an obstacle. The yeah. best friend forgave her. That's nice. That's nice. Yes. Mm. And the, the guy forgave her as well. That's also Everyone, nice. Forgiveness. And the evil debt collector who really, let's just admit here, that he is just doing his job. Oh, yeah. Even if he's a little bit malicious Even if he draws little sharks all the time. Even if he's a bit psycho like that. Even if she has a class to sue him for what he did. You know, I feel like we shouldn't paint authority (laughs) figures like that. So that wasn't really appreciated. Mm. Yeah, revealing your client's uh, personal debt details on live TV. Hey, sometimes you've got to do what it takes to get the job Mm. done. And even if you get fired. (laughs) I heard that debt clippers like doing that because... people don't know their rights of privacy so that they don't know that they can sue them. Well, that's great. Bartek, what did you have to say about this movie? Ryan, that's very nice of you to ask, but I need you to yell confess. Okay. Confess, motherfucker! Confess! Repent! Repent your sins! In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. No, Isla Fish is Jewish now, so you should, um, yeah, you should yeah. um, do it in regards to her faith. She changed for for him, for Sasha. In the name of the father and of Moses. And do they believe in the Holy Spirit? No, no, the father would be Yahweh. Just continue. (laughs) In the name of Yahweh and of Moses and of the Sabbath. Oh, good, he actually got that. (laughs) 
Uh, dear Yahweh, um, I just watched a fantastic film called Confessions of a Shopaholic from 2009. I- I'm sure you've seen it because... Um, you were in it. <laughs> you, were in, you were in it and for some reason there was a Jesus character. We, we didn't find the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you're you're in the you know Yahweh if you like the whole Holy Spirit angle. The Holy Spirit. So the, the Holy Tr- the Holy Trinity is what I meant to say. Yahweh. Um, Isla Fisher was in it. She's fantastic. She is married also to Sasha Baron Cohen, who's very Jew, um, despite <laughs> all his Borat stuff. You know, it's an in joke. You get it. You get it. Um, I really liked in this film that Isla Fisher was a character who. It seemed like she might be in real life, kind of like what Beck was saying with the whole uh, um, making light of an issue. Maybe a character that wouldn't really get her way. Like her, she kind of made the situation for herself. It would self destruct her, but she got through it. Partially because so many people were really drawn to her, really liked her. Um, and I could see a lot of people saying, Yahweh, that that is a bad thing to have in a film. someone might even go so far as to say it was a bit of a Mary Sue but I think that that is something that really helped this film because film is a medium in which people can see things that are greater than real life if a film would have just made it a realistic story Yahweh of her just self-destructing, crying for the whole film, being an hour and 44 minutes of self-pity and just complete darkness and pr- giving the audience nothing but apathy. Something that's actually relatable. <laughs> Something that's relatable. Apathy is, apathy is relatable. I agree. And Hashtag apathy. I don't think it would have resonated in the world as strongly as it would have. Now I say would have because unfortunately Yahweh, this is an unappreciated masterpiece yes. and you didn't, you know, you didn't use your powers to, you know, put it up and you, that's fair enough. Things do in the real world have to stand on their own. But I feel like with the right attention at the right time, and I think this is the damn right time now. Sorry for saying <laughs> damn. Time. Sorry for saying damn again and again. I didn't damn say it again. Bartek. I didn't say it again now though. Ah, <laughs> Strike nailed, Ryan down. Now that like Christ. Um Well, Yahweh, you don't believe that he's actually Christ, so that's fine. That's fine. Um Okay. But I like I was saying, this is the right time. People know this film is great. Not all people though, and that's the problem. That's, Hashtag that's, not all people fuck you. Hashtag sinners. Um, I won't apologise for the fuck you because I believe so strongly in it, unlike the word damn, which I apologise for saying again, Yahweh. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. It has great cast, has two people named John in it, and, you know, even though that's a very common name, they're both good Johns. Good Johns, not like the Johns that take prostitutes, you know what I mean, Yahweh? Sorry, Yahweh. Good reference, then, for those... Yeah, you don't know Methuselah, good job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a reference to prostitution, but okay. Everyone, yep. Um... Yahweh, I have to give this film a rating, Please. and the rating that I'm going to give, and I'm, you know, I'm going to, going to refer to money because you know, Jew, and you know, the, you wow. know, you know what I mean, you know what I mean. It was a joke, Yahweh. It was yes. a joke, Yahweh. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought of this rating when I was watching the credits, Yahweh, when it had the song, when the song list, and my rating is: if I was a rich girl, I'd buy every copy of the DVD. Right. <laughs> so we have. Every copy of the DVD. Um, that's why on Yelp that's... And two money box pigs for Confessions of a Shopaholic well, from 2009. Amen. In the name of Robert, Yahweh. Yeah, some people have some nice things and some bad things to say okay. on the internet about this film. Let's go. Read and YouTube. To me. Bartek has some YouTube comments because YouTube is different to IMDb, which is what I have. Because YouTube, people like to reply. 
Unfortunately, uh, well, IMDb. There's no replying on this. Oh on shit! There are only eight YouTube comments. people like to say what they are thinking, like like off the cuff. Very like you know cerebral. But people on IMDb, they take time. They make paragraphs. Yes. Okay. Here on IMDb, we have a nice nine star review from the wow. year two thousand nine when the film came out. It was called "Why Did This Bomb." I watch a lot of films. I'll watch anything from a slasher fest to some weird arty film that just videos bookshelves. Well, almost. (laughs) Last year, I pretty much watched every romantic comedy in existence, as that is all my male housemate would watch. I'll watch anything, but I've seen enough to know the, the dire ones. Well, we all have our own opinions. (laughs) Right. <laughs> is that right, Vic? We all have a... We do. Continue. I really enjoy this film. Maybe it is because I expected it to be really awful. Maybe I got seduced by the good cast. Or I I really am secretly... I am really a secret girly girl. Ugh. And just thought all the shopping was fabulous. I'm getting hives. Continue. <laughs> Why? Just you just that have, last I love you just don't like people who shop back. That's pretty much everyone else no, in the I world. I don't like anyone that makes my job what it is. <laughs> I think Beck just doesn't like girls. What are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, how did this get that bad in IMDB rating? That get that bad all has underscores for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, get that bad. I think they want a quotation. IMDb rating. I mean, I actually thought it was better than The Devil Wears Prada. Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) Which I mean, which which I thought was a bit of a letdown. Okay, the script is not original, but it does contain, but it doesn't contain any big clangers, and it doesn't try too hard. There is no wooden acting, no moments of cringeworthy awfulness, and some good cast chemistry. This is a hipster. This person is a hipster before being hipster. Why have you got to make so many negative comments? This person is just putting themselves out there. Just the girl. But look at them all. Like, oh, I didn't like Devil Wears Prada. Look at me and how different I am. Well, anyway, I'm soz. Uh, no, if you want to see a bad big budget rom com, I still maintain Wimbledon is awful. Oh, okay. Big statement there. Paul Bettany and Kirsten Dunst looked completely indifferent to one another. As for being disappointed about books, sheesh. If you love a book, never go see a movie. For example, Atonement. <laughs> okay. To be or, fair, the Atonement book's way better than the movie. Yeah. Or accept it. Or accept it is going to be completely different. Confessions is utterly predictable, but the characters and actors are kooky in a lovable, non-Oscar-lusting way. Ah. It's like cheap chocolate, you know? It has hardly any rich content, but you keep going back. I love that paragraph. But there's no question mark, so it's just a statement. Like It's like cheap chocolate, you know? There's no question that. It's a statement. You believe you know. Yeah. It's like cheap chocolate, you know. You keep going back to it. And then they, they, they censor themselves for this one. But this is, fuck it. I really like this movie. Not quite as much as Fight Club or Dawn of the Dead. But it's, but it, but it's, but it's moving up there. Seriously. Now, if I... Now, if... Now, if only they'll do a sequel involving Christian... Uh, Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Yeah. And a load of blood. And that's the end of the review. I don't know what that's in reference to. They are edgy. That is weird. Bartek, what did YouTube have to say? Did they have any insightful little moments for us? Beck's going to break out in hides if there's mentioning of shopping. Oh, girly girls. First comment. All these years, I thought that was Amy Adams. Sorry, Isla Fisher. 
You ah! should you should be fucking sorry, you cunt. How could you? Second comment. I thought this was gonna be another dull chick flick. Then William Graham show up showed up. All I could think about was Hannibal the entire time. <laughs> I'm afraid I've mentally typecast Hugh Dancy. Oh no. <laughs> that said he is a good actor. I had no idea how well he could play characters who weren't mentally unstable. <laughs> he did look like he was going to cry the whole One time. One of his rom-com movies, he plays autistic, and, like, that's the hook of the, the movie. It's like, this old woman falls in love with a man with autism. Can't they make it work? It's like, Jesus. <laughs> the next comment is, LOL, I'm from Finland. <laughs> this is, these are comments of the trailer, by the way. Well, um, can yeah. I read the next IMDb? If you're good. Okay. I, I want to make sure. I want to make sure. It's pretty decent. Yeah? This has... Just just for Bartek, I'm, I'm going to let her read it. Yeah, Because Beck's keen. I'm keen. I've I never let, let anyone read an IMDb one before, have I? I? No, I've let one guy read one a comment. Now, Beck, you're going to read this now. Just for you guys at home, this one has no star rating in it, okay? Um, Beck, have fun. Doesn't have any Moneybox Pigs ratings either. All right. Should make Melanie Griffith proud. That's the title. <laughs> Being a non-shopper, I can hardly call myself expert on the parsing of a shopaholic in confessions of a shopaholic. But this I can say. Rebecca Bloomwood, in brackets, Isla Fisher, is an addict of major proportions, unable to let go of the exhilaration that shopping brings, a feeling that the world is better for her purchases. The film is a cliché from the get-go, as corny as could possibly be about 25-year-old writer Rebecca with the shopping affliction, who eventually meets her dream man through a series of subterfuges that would make Melanie Griffith's test of the working girl proud. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. What saves the film from my scourge, which did not spare the recent Pink Panther 2... <laughs> it gets, it gets oh, so much boy. Did she mean scourge? Scourge. They Scourge? wrote. They wrote Scourge. it. They wrote it with a G. Scourge. Uh, Scourge. Which did not spare the recent Ping Panther two is Isla Fisher, who plays dangerous innocence with sincerity and fresh facedness that makes even Anne Hathaway's Devil Wears Prada role seem downright. What Ma- the Machiavellian? Machiavellian. <laughs> oh, like Machiavellian. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Confessions has this going for it, although it is not a Judd Apatow comedy of with some layers of sophisticated social comedy. It has moments of last laughter. <laughs> moments of lasting laughter with and a social conscience mm. yeah keep going <laughs> coming as it does amidst, amidst the worst recession in decades in which shopping would be a welcome antidote to the fear of spending that exacerbates the recession confessions also almost makes a case for credit spending then again, maybe such encouragement is not such a good thing for shopaholics. Isn't that the greatest thing you heard? Someone I had a little bit of sense there in that last paragraph. Uh, except for, I love, um, no, no, necessarily. I love in the last paragraph, they're like, although it is not a Judd Apatow comedy with some layers of sophisticated social comedy. Oh, yes, I think Judd Apatow, I think, yeah, yeah, social, mm. brilliant commentary. <laughs> Sarah, yeah. I like that they didn't like Pink Panther 2. <laughs> <laughs> for my scourge. I want to see the review they wrote for that movie. The, the next comment I have is very positive. Yay! I love positivity. Yay! Like if you're wrong, you're like if you're watching this in 2015. It's New Year's Day today. Colin D. I'm not watching in 2015. I can't like it. Fuck. But oh. let's like it anyway. No, that's a lie. I don't like lying on the internet. I hate liars. Well, these next two, I feel uh, they better be liars because they. 
fucking suck. Oh, good. They're very pessimistic. I hate pessimism. <clears throat> Hit me. Man, this is such a first world problem movie. And then the next comment is, imagine trying to explain the premise of this movie to a starving African child. Well, they don't, Explain if... YouTube to a starving African child. Excuse me, child. do they speak African? No, I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to speak to people who don't speak your language, buddy. I have two more comments. Should I get them out no. of the No. I'm going to go with this negative one because we're going to go... When you had a negative, Beck, you're a little bit negative and this person was negative too. They gave it a three star. Oh. And and they wrote... Still more than my two money bucks speaks. You fucking... I'm getting angry now. This is getting me fueled up for this review, which is... Let's beat an African This troll. is um, Sophie Sophie Kinsella. Where are you? Oh. That's the author. In case you want to know, Bartek. Oh, I love the book Now, this too. review may contain spoilers. Oh. So, if you haven't watched the movie, guys... <laughs> By now, if you haven't watched please. the movie, why are you even listening to <clears throat> us? This film was a huge disappointment. Oh. It was almost like... It was almost cartoon-like. And then this is in brackets. Maybe because Disney got its hands on it? Oh. Like three question marks, Bartek. <laughs> That's a big question. And contained very little of the novel's humour, tension, and honesty. Where was Becky Bloomwood's post-shopping binge remorse and panic? Where... Why make Luke Brandon her boss? Why have Alicia's character played by a transvestite? Sorry, but she really looks like one. Oh. Did she? I thought she looked like, like the long legs? Yeah, long legs. That's long legs. Instead of laughing, I was groaning in disgust and could not wait for the DVD to end. To top it all off, what a complete and total embarrassment for John Goodman and Joan Cusack, whose talents were utterly wasted in this film. What I did like, though, were those talking mannequins. How cool was that? With another three question marks. <laughs> another three. It's a big question. Okay. <laughs> and um, let it be known, listening people, though, that they did own a DVD copy. Yeah. And I'm going to read another one because this is a, the long one, but this is from Sydney, Australia. So this person might be Isla Fisher's relative. Because <laughs> they gave it a nine star, Vartek. Make sure you put on an Australian accent. Alrighty, crikes. I'm Paul Hogan. This one's called Confessions of Another Shopaholic. So it's definitely her sister. So it's a sequel. <clears throat> it's Amy Adams. And it's nine... It's, it's Amy, <laughs> and it's nine Amy Adams doing an Australian No, it's, eight, it's nine stars, Bartek. And this has spoilers again. So in case you needed the warning, guys. You know, we've already been warned, but... Um, Much appreciated. I had the good fortune to buy a ticket to Inkart about an hour early. When I went to the particular cinema, they just said, go in. They have that in quotation marks as well, so you know that they said it, Bartek. Yeah. No paraphrasing. Mm. The cinema was just over halfway through Confessions of a Shopaholic. I pretty much guessed by what was said, what had happened up to that point. And indeed, it was a blessing. Myself, a reforming shopaholic. Smiley face. <laughs> it was a message to know... It was, it was a message to know there's more to life than buying stuff. Now, my shopaholicness was very different to hers. I'm not into high fashion. For me, it's more books. Mainly sci-fi, fantasy for the escapism. S fantasy, sci-fi, action figures, and new agey things like crystals. Again, more books. And also... Pretty house things and fun to stationery. <laughs> stuff. She likes stuff. Do you like stuff? She yeah. likes stuff. But she insists books. Yeah. Now, some things I need, but I did have a tendency to go overboard and have been badly in debt. So vastly different shopping habits. Though the movie helped me realize what I knew deep inside. 
I don't need a Harry Potter night bus or a Jedi master toy to rescue me. I don't need all this stuff to make me feel better. Like Rebecca said in this movie, shopping makes the world get better and then it isn't anymore. It's like a high from a drug or alcohol, I guess, or a sugar high. Feels good at first though, that feeling is short-lived. Hmm. I thought the movie illustrated this brilliantly. They have that in like in asterisks mm. there, so you know it's important. This but is a really good blog post. Mm. <laughs> this is like, the, this is really their confession. They, they copied and pasted it to their Tumblr. I was amazed, no this was 2009, so this oh. would have been their Yahoo. Mm. Or their blog spot. I was amazed, Bebo, I was amazed to see so many people trash this movie as insensitive in an economic downturn. These morons seem to miss the whole point of the movie and they saw the whole thing too. I'll wager. They would have seen how upset Rebecca got during the talk show and how she re- and how she realized she had a problem and repented. See, it's all connected, Marjorie. Oh, Yahweh would be very happy. How Shopaholics Anonymous? Oh no. How she how she would not let her dad sell the Winnebago? How she went to Shopaholics Anonymous? How she used her mind and came up with a solution? She used her mind back. Oh, that's a good talent. She good turned woman. she turned her dream job down at the end as it went against her integrity, knowing it would make girls and young women into fashion slash shopping addicts. How's that? For integrity, how's her imagine? How her imagination made mannequins seem to beckon to her with all this stuff, and how and how at the end of the movie she was in that god awful bridesmaid dress and rag bag, mm. and they and they beckoned to her with the flashy red bag and slinky shiny outfit. You saw the temptation on her face, the struggle, and she overcame it with sheer willpower. These fools obviously missed the whole point of this movie. It was... <laughs> Sorry, Vardo, you, you seem really pleased. Because she's... This I love right. emotions. Mm. This person's right. It was about overcoming addiction. It could have... It could have been confessions of an alcoholic or a drug-slash-sex addict or confessions of a gambler or any other addiction about how they struggle with their addiction. Shopping can be a serious addiction too, but most people seem to miss that. Makes you wonder about the intelligence and integrity of some people, what they see it right in their well, yeah what they see it right in their faces and miss the point and harp on and on about the opposite of what the movie was about duh there's a long movie about these people it's called confessions of an idiot <laughs> the 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 100 volume dvd release has 5 million hours of extra footage that's a lot of hours, Bartek. That's If it's an affordable DVD, that's good. I hope you. that many shopaholics see this movie and, like Rebecca, learn to overcome their addiction and realise they are beautiful, shining souls, and do not need a bunch of stuff to feel good. People suffering form... As people suffering form other addictions can also use this movie as a parable to kick their addictions. And more people pay their debt collectors with one penny... 
slash sent pieces. <laughs> Ryan, Netflix is telling you to watch Bride Wars. Okay, guys. Oh my god. Bartek, what did YouTube finish us off with? With the loveliness of the world. The second last comment that I've grabbed is... When I first saw this, I thought she was the most beautiful and funniest person in the world, Aww. and all I wanted was her closet. <laughs> and the You Speak Prada line still gets me every time. Gets Thanks for five years of joy! <laughs> Why were they so aggressive? Well, it was all caps and a bunch of exclamation marks, so I had to do it loud. Hmm. Fair. And why f- did they have to be aggressive? And, well, I mean, they didn't have to. You know, that's a harsh place back. Final comment, everyone. Yay. Well, the guy is starting his own company while the girl writes about business in a way that women will understand, <laughs> then starts working there. This is so boringly typical. The wom- the woman having the secondary role in any kind of situation involving hard work and earning money. She is, again, stereotypically materialistic. Yeah, because women are obsessed with spending and need a man to stop them from making a fool out of themselves. I think this guy is maybe the lead on that DVD you're talking about. Right? <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> he might have overlooked the diverse... God. You know the, the diversity. Di- he probably has two million hours on his Anonymous own. and how there were men there too. About yeah, it. like Ryuichi. We got a nice eight-star review here for the last one. It's called "It's Just a Movie," but I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in the right spot. Right spot. IMDb reviews. Say something. This movie was my wife's pick for movie night out. I have to admit, I did have fun, and I never checked my watch. I think all of us have some type of shopping weakness that was shown clearly in this movie. Now, I have to get serious about something. <laughs> now I have to get serious that about something. That looks like one paragraph of a whole review, Ryan. The Predator collector Derek Smith would not last five hot minutes. <laughs> hot minutes. Five hot minutes in the real world. What kind of madman comes to someone's home asking for money? Plus, this was set in New York. The only thing this clown would have collected was a bullet. (laughs) (laughs) Is this guy living in GTA? Wow. Yeah. Now, when this jackass slammed her on national television, he would have been sued. All Rebecca had to do was call the state attorney general's office. She would have had a strong case. All All those witnesses. I mean, viewers all saw what happened. However, people... Please pay your debts. It's the right thing to do. I know times are tough, but the collectors have it rough too. Back to our friend, Mr. Smith. (laughs) The way Rebecca paid him off was cool. What I would have loved to see was after the payoff, a representative from the Attorney General walk in walk in a fine the collection agency double what Rebecca owed. So my word to everyone, just do the right thing. If you owe, pay. If you're collecting money, be smart, be safe, and don't and don't do anything illegal either. Wow. That's the, that's their he, words of advice. This person must have written that trivia about the They were the real life 
They were the real life Smith. And they're like, yeah. this is an inaccurate representation of me. I'm going to get them. Yeah, that guy's probably So exactly. that was Confessions of a Shopaholic, or my, more like Confessions of Fun Aholic. Because we are having too much fun on this show. Beck is having so much fun that she's just she's just looking at the TV, whispering to me, can we play the movie again? Can we watch Bad Wars now? No, no, we got to watch Confessions of a Shopaholic again. It was so good, right? We've already done an episode on Bride Wars. It was just the two of us. It was a great episode. It was a great We got episode. really deep on that one. We so, did. you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Beck, you're back. Beck, back. Beck, back. A weird form of Tic Tac in Europe. Beck, back. Hmm, <laughs> I have some Beck, back. Do you want some? I would love, I would love some Beck, back. No, I've got bad back. This is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, the copy strip from the start wasn't weird enough, but now once your name's involved in some wordplay, I'm not even using Beck Gobbies in there. Don't use it in the same sentence. <laughs> Gobby Beck is what they used to call her in Europe. And they didn't even know what Gobby meant. Dear. Is this because she looks like a goblin is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to illustrate <laughs> that reaction. Was... I went the movie you said I was cute. I Goblins are cute. <laughs> Did you not see Willem Dafoe in That's Green Goblin? He was a cutie pie. Oh, yeah. And you guys can be cutie pies too if you do the thing that you should do for all content you like on the internet, which is subscribe and like and subscribe. share and do all that. Write a review, Hollow give stuff. A rating. Tell people. Tell, tell people, people so I can be famous. And you know, I want people to roll over on their deathbed and be like, the last thing I want before I die is to listen to the amazing content of Spin Polish. Do you have the episode, Deary, where they call Beck Schroeder a gobby? Which means goblin? Of course I do, son. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's an ancient son. <laughs> Maybe he's Methuselah. Exactly. So yeah. like, I want to listen to Ryan and that weird goblin guy that he's with. That's back. <laughs> no, me. Oh, you sure? So you guys, fantastic as always. Bartek, a pleasure as usual. And remember, guys. A pleasure, but I wasn't good. Gobby, you know. Yeah. I just said the word and Beck looking at me. I didn't even make sense of it in the sentence. It's like when you did Thunderbirds and it was like F O B. F A B. F A B. So guys remember to F A B your gobbies and remember to be kind to each other. Till next time. Yay, till next time. We made a few jujos. Should we sing throw the judy on No, 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 no. my company. No! Bartek, not only is it offensive, but we can't afford the copyright of this kind of thing. I mean, poor Beck. I called her Green Goblin reference a moment ago. I'm going to have Sam Raimi come straight to my house and be like, I own the Green Goblin, bitch. Who do you think you are? And then, like, kick down my door, even though he's already inside my house. Problem. And that problem is the Jew. <laughs> they take everybody's money. They never get it. I'll stop there.